Today I'm here with Abdullah Nazar, and he is a comedy genius right now in Bahrain. By the way, I know that comedians absolutely hate when you tell them that they're funny because that raises the expectation of the crowd and listeners. So I purposely wanted to put him into a corner. <laughs> As you can see, he's, he's very thankful that, that <laughs> I've done that. So tell me a little about yourself. Um, your favorite comedian so far is? Okay, so that's the most asked question of all time. Of course it is. It's, it, like, it's like everyone's like, and their eyes always light up. They're okay. always light up. It's like, who's your favorite comedian? And they're just hoping to God it's their favorite comedian. And uh, yes, I, I am validated for some weird reason. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. because they think like, oh, a comedian like, likes what I like. So that must mean I'm funny. Do you think it's yeah, like that weird? Yeah, I think like... so. I have, I have a theory and I think that's actually the case. Okay. So, uh, so literally my favorite comedian, I don't have a favorite comedian. Yeah. Uh, it's like saying your favorite dinosaur. Is there, <laughs> no, it's not like that either, <laughs> but it's more like in, uh, if I go and I watch uh, a comedian, I like him because of this. I like, or he's my favorite in that genre, or he's my favorite in that genre, or he's my favorite in that genre. Uh, Dave Chappelle is my favorite when it comes to an altogether kind of thing. Dave Chappelle, um, like, but my stor favorite storyteller has to be uh, Burt Kreischer just recently that I, I've really fallen into his work. Um, One-liners, Jimmy Carr, of course. Uh, but if I was gonna look like have to say one, it's Dave Chappelle. I, I think I think Dave Chappelle is 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 I, I wouldn't call him the comedian's favorite if that's the right word. Mm. I think he's 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 very hot at the moment. Mm. A lot of people say call him that he can that he can like he can dodge lasers, in a sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, not anymore so much. Right now, I think he's, uh, he's in hot waters with his trans talks and stuff like I, that. I don't think that's the case with uh, Dave Chappelle. I think what's going on with, of course he doesn't dodge laters. It's more of, I want to pass through them. I want to be able to talk about them. Mm. And mm. the way he talks about them is very like, I'm, go I, I'm gonna talk about them just like how I'm gonna talk about this person or that person. Just that happens to have the most backlash when he talks about that specific route. Now there are a few people that have mentioned before that he personally really enjoys going through that like he's doing it on purpose to get that kind of recognition to get that kind of backlash but i think it's more for him the art because he kind of quits then comes back quits then comes back it's not necessarily because of the paycheck or anything like that i i mean what fascinates me with dave chappelle and i think for every comedian at the moment is is the rise of attacks on comedian Mm. Right, and it's 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 happening on on camera now. You know, you had that Will Smith famously where he slapped. Oh, you're actually talking about literally attacks. Yeah, oh, okay. forget like just verbal or media or anything like that. Mm. I mean, that's part of the game of a comedian. If if mm. people aren't upset with what you're saying, then you're not saying the right stuff, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Right. Yeah. Uh, with with which concerns me is 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 like the openness. And the and the veilness of you know like they're happy that Dave Chappelle got attacked on stage with some guy just jumped on him right, and I didn't agree. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't agree with that either in any sense. I'm just saying that it puts all yeah. comedians suddenly at risk because if 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 people can see like hey that that dude got attacked yeah. for saying the wrong stuff. So if you're just starting out or you're just at a bar and just doing a stand up routine, that puts that wrong mindset. I see what you mean. Um, so, uh, 
I don't think necessarily it's going to blow up to that extreme. I think it was just because of the Dave Chappelle attack, um, every other, and they saw how much that guy got contorted, how much trouble he got into. Most people kind of going like, oh, okay, that's not something I'm willing to go through. Uh, that's personally my personal take on that. Uh, but the thing that really pissed me off, like let's say the Will, uh, the Chris Rock hmm. situation, Will Smith and Chris Rock. Um, the thing that really annoyed me was the fact that people were rooting for him, hmm. like Will Smith. They were like, yes, that is how you treat, uh, this is how you protect your wife and how you basically handle that. No, man, you don't embarrass someone for that in that way. Um, I mean, it, it, it's it's for me it's far reaching than that because you, you, if if you if you want to be violent and vindictive, I think you you do that either behind closed doors or you call him aside. You don't do it in front of the cameras on millions of people or billions of people watching 100%. at that point. Right, and that that's my biggest problem with with that aspect because you're sending that message of Will Smith to the whole world and saying, you know what, if you don't agree with something or you feel offended by something, that gives you the right to go and attack. No, that, of course, 100%, but at the same time, you have to also understand that my, my biggest thing is no comedian wants to actually, unless, now they do, now I've seen a lot of them do, but a lot, no one wants to go up on stage and go personally, I want to hurt some people in the audience. I wanna actually offend them. Like it wasn't that they wanted to comedians want to make you laugh. They want you enjoy the show and they want to speak their minds. They want to actually say what everyone else is thinking. Okay. They want to be able to push through and take that stand in a way. How, what I don't like in both sides on both sides, the comedian who tends to go like, I want to, personally offend just for the sake of it because it's good for the numbers or oh i want to bring up this topic because uh it's a really hot topic and, and it can offend people like if i go on stage uh i have a show tomorrow and if i go up on stage and i say you know what nah we just like we, we i think in uh it's a good thing to see uh them cut off abortions we need more crack babies or something like that it it, it feels it feels forced it feels Unnatural, and it'll get laughs because it's recent. By the way, we can get into Joe. Uh, 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 what is it called? It was. It's Joey. Joe v. Wade. Is that Roe right? V. Wade. Roe v. Wade. We can get into that in yeah. a second, if you like, because yeah, that's a whole own thought thing that that yeah. can be unfolded. Mm. Uh, the the main thing is before we go into it, there there the amount of outcry on both sides of that debate that have so little information, like they don't really understand what is Roe v. Wade, they don't really understand mm -hmm. what the implications of it are. Mm -hmm. it, it fascinates me. Because it, really? it, is, it is really, really interesting. Because I spent, uh, I think, the last three hours yesterday researching the topic. Oh, really? I've, I think I've read a couple of things. I've asked a couple of people. Um, but my... Sure, just, here, we'll, just go, before, we'll go that. Yeah, we'll go that later. Before we go there, I, I really want to make this point because I might not like that person being able to say, but it's his bit. It's his five minutes. It's his perspective. It's his thoughts. What do you want? You want to let those thoughts in and fester. I don't like the other side because you're not allowed to have that freedom of expression overall. Because 
um, you personally say like, no, I personally don't like that point. I don't like that point. Sure, it could lead, to, some people lead to physical violence. I've seen a, a situation in Dubai where a comedian went up and someone literally shouted from the crowd. like, that's not fuck. Uh, oh yeah, wait, I'm, I'm allowed to swear. Sure. <laughs> like, that's not fucking funny. That's not shizma. And there was another situation where someone was talking about Indian matchmaker, the show. Um, and a bunch of uh, people right next to me were like, that's not funny. That's not funny. Hecklers is part of the game. Um, it's, it's part of it. We've always had hecklers. Physical attacks, on the other hand, that's what when a lot of people start going to jujitsu. <laughs> <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. Like a, a few people have suggested, hey, Abud, Muay Thai time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I've got a couple of lessons here. <laughs> Um, what do they have like do, do they ha do they have like a, a, a code or something like they get like money every time they recommend someone <laughs> <laughs> like I can well, convince I'm doing that's not an issue I, that, that's that's my BD in my pocket <laughs> I can get him to sign up I'll tell you what it is I'll tell you what it is so I um so there's a, a friend of mine called Nadine team yeah and he's he, also into that referral game he's all about that is he he he's all, like Nadine yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, she's all about Sorry. that. She's actually the first, uh, I think, one of the first female Muay Thai people to go out of the country and fight. And she's like constantly, Abdallah, how about you go in Muay Thai? We'll go work out together and everything. And I'm like, I don't want to get beat up, please. <laughs> please. Uh, and she, and I'm like, but at the back of my mind, I was like, no, I'm just very busy. <laughs> That's what I, what I like to say to her. But at the same time, um, I wouldn't mind trying it because I think, if it happens a third time, that's when I'm going, okay, I might register. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's a three-strike limit. Yeah. It's like, if it's like, if Bill Burr next month, he goes up on stage and all of a sudden it's like, someone attacked Bill Burr. <laughs> I was like, okay, where's the weights? <laughs> well, it, I mean, it, it, it can, it can, it, it's amazing how far reaching it is, especially in, in the online world. I mean, you know, you're not getting as much physically attacked as, as you get like swatted. Mm. Right. And that's scary as hell because people have died from being swatted. Yeah, hundred percent. Right, and 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 especially if you're doing a live stream or anything like that, and you're making jokes or you're topping a topic that people don't like. Tim Cast IRL famously, I think they've been swatted. I think like six times. These are the streamers, career. correct? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Like it. It's sad right? to see. It's sad to hear. It's sad to feel, and it's scary to understand that that is the human race. That is the. The level that we're willing to go through you know what i think it is i i think that they feel like they have some sort of divine calling like they need to enact they need to do something in 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 order to save the world i think that's their mentality when they do that when they do the the swatting when they hit someone on the stage they they feel like they're protecting a whole group they're standing up Right? It's all in their head. It's all altruistic. You know, it's the same people that during COVID. Now that we've said COVID, we're gonna get shadow banned. But whatever. Um, they that people went around and they would tell you like, put it on your fucking nose. Put it up on your nose. You know the the mask. Ah, oh, okay, okay, I see what you mean. Yeah. And, so, and, and somebody made a bit about that, and I, I really resonated with me because I think that there is some truth to that. These people who are, who are like these Karens, these really aggressive people, probably had no controls in their life or very little. Mm. And now someone gave them a big stick. Yeah. Now someone gave them power and said, you're saving the world. And, and that's, that's enough for them. Yeah. And, 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 and as long as they're feeling altruistic about it, Tim Dillon made exactly that whole speech. I'm just really just referring back to him. Yeah. And, and he, I think there's real, real truth to that. Mm. 
So 100%, uh, I agree. So the best way for me to describe it and the best, the thing that has been always in the back of my mind when I talk about it is, you know when you're a kid okay. and you, there's a teacher, right? And she's writing on a board and she makes a spelling mistake or something. And that one kid in the front row raises his hand and said, miss, that's a spelling mistake. It's not spelled that way. And the entire class goes crazy. Okay. For that moment, that's going to stick in the back of his head for the rest of his life. And it's going to feel like this extreme sense of dopamine. Like, look what I just did. And now he's going to look for every mistake possible. And it does going to go on his life constantly. Over. Oh, I see what you're saying. You see what I'm saying? Okay. So my, so that's the same feeling. Oh, look, I just canceled the next person. Oh, I just found this set from 10 years ago. Okay. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to show it to people and I'm going to get, uh, and I'm going to get that clout. I'm going to get that fame overall. And then there's the other side of the, the story where it's like, um, what's another good example? There's been plenty of people who've been witch hunted uh, mm. for, for Kevin this Hart. Sure, Kevin yeah, Hart. with that gay joke where where you ten years ago, do you, can you imagine the amount of tweets Kevin Hart would post? Them having to go all the way at the bottom. There was effort and intent. I mean, it's not that much effort because you can just put it on the search feature and go oldest to newest. <laughs> It'll show you the oldest. You just have to. It's just the amount scroll. of effort required for <laughs> pressing those two buttons. <laughs> no, but the point still stands that you looking for that stuff had intent. I mean, it's it's not just it's not just Kevin Hart. Um, the Marvel director, I forgot his name right now. James Gunn, he famously made some pedophile jokes 15 yeah. years ago or something like that, and people hounded him for him. Just to start his career, right? Which you're like, okay. Oh, yeah, I remember that situation, and it hurt because it was like, he's such a good director, and I think he's moved past that, that stuff. So my, my thing is, when I was 21, I was a completely different person than I am today. Okay, and that was like, what, five years ago? Um, but when I was 22, I was a completely different person from then. And I was also that edgy, um, non-PC kid. So are we not allowed to change as human beings? You know, I, I don't want to call this a conspiracy conspiracy because I think there's, there's real validity in it. I'm not convinced. And I think more and more people are, are seeing that fact as well, is that the comments that you see online are genuinely human beings. I think more and more of just bots. Okay. And I, I, you know, and, and that's, that's really resonating in my head because when I see some of these comments, mm. they're like, this is not something a human being would write. It, 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 forget grammatically, like, like it would be like a picture of a lakeside and somebody would comment like nice picture. You're like, that's, that's not something like a human being would write. <laughs> what are you talking about? It would be like an icon of like eyes with hearts. And I'd look at this and be like, what? Like what? And you mean generally there's a lot of bots on those social platforms? I think so. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Absolutely. A hundred percent. But I don't think they're going around canceling people. I, I No, I think that's, see, I think, I think there is, there is truth in the fact that media pers personalities try to cut down individuals before they become too big. Example like Joe Rogan, mm. right? And yeah. then suddenly CNN decides to dump on him, right? Yeah. And I think there, there, there is truth that the media conglomerates are worried if, if a one individual has so much power over such a large audience, 
right? And yeah. I, I think there, there is, and, and I think it's harder and harder that we're gonna, it's, I don't think we're gonna find that many people who yeah. are able to break out of the algorithm and become the next Joe Rogan or, or, or people like that so level. So I'm gonna play on the other side of that. Sure. You personally believe in that this is conspiracy theory, as you can tell, the, the entire podcast feels like a conspiracy theory. You I love it, don't you? <laughs> it has nothing to do with yeah. conspiracy theories, by the way, but I oh, love just it. Like in that, just like a, uh, just <laughs> talk but your we mind. Can, we can talk about it. No, I love but, like, but I don't think it's a conspiracy theory. I just think in that it's more money than anything else. And the thing that runs these... Clickbait, you mean? Not, yeah, 100%. Like, so how many, how many of you, how much views would you get if you talked about Joe Rogan on a platform or any way, shape, or form back then when it was first hitting? Or how would it, feel, like, how, if you can find anything on Joe Rogan, then you, you've just hit a gold mine in clicks, uh, a gold mine in attention, a gold mine in people generally being part of that experience. Uh, all of that will, will, in a way, if I am able to cancel Kevin Hart, I'm going to get a shit ton of attention. Interesting that you're saying that. Is some it, people know how to monetize that, and some people don't know how to monetize that, and they're just doing it for the sake of that validation. I, I hear where you're coming from. I, I think there is there is peacocking going on, you know, where where people try to signal to their to their group, saying, you know, like I'm gonna dump on this because I want to show to the rest of my f fake followers, or, or re I mean, call them fake followers because you know it's Twitter and, and social media isn't a real place, mm. right? It, to these virtual people mm -hmm. um, that, that I'm, I'm with their stance and with their group. My conflict with that is that if you would get way more tension if you were, if you were resonating whatever the mainstream was on the Joe Rogan case or the Kevin Hart thing or uh, what was the gunman called? Not gunman, James Gunn. If you were on the mainstream side and condemning them, you were getting a hell of a lot more attention. The algorithm was boost, boast, boasting that a hell of a lot more than you heard voices from the other end of that spectrum. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. And that's where my conflict comes from. Because most people, I think, don't really put thought into an issue. And the perfect example is like Road v. Road v. 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 Wade. Yeah. By the way, the, the woman, Road, isn't her real name. It, it was, uh, it, it's a, 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 a not tomploy, uh, it's a pen name because mm. she wanted to hide her identity. What a lot of people don't, don't know is that she did give, give birth, she did give it up for adoption, and then to her ends of, to the, towards the end of her life, she became an, a, an advocate believer of, um, of uh, 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 life. Mm. And she became very against abortions. Okay. Towards the end period of her life, oh, but wow. nobody like brings these points up. No one talks about it. No one goes like, oh, wow. "Hmm, maybe we should, oh, <laughs> we wow. should look into this a little bit." Okay, okay that's, that's just an example of. of okay, of, I didn't know this because uh, I. So okay, a lot of what's going on, and from what I understand, is the layman's just abortion, خلاص مافي. That's what that's what I know, generally. Um, but overall, from what I understand, in. Uh, they originally were like they were allowing abortions throughout the entirety of the United States. However, um, oh, so we should okay. We'll get into this topic. Yeah, now. yeah. Let's sure. Let's, let's just get into it. Like I think in that, uh, we've brought it up multiple times. So I think. <clears throat> By the way, I love I how two guys are talking about Roe v. Wade. 
<laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's like there's, in, uh, there's, a, there's a conflict of interest. <laughs> oh, 100%. It's kind of like, what's going on right now is basically, and uh, we think what is better for women because we understand what is woman. I, 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 David Chappelle has a great bit about it. He goes, it, all that matters is who I get pregnant with. <laughs> <laughs> I think, which you is know, great. Which you know is what's great. funny, though? You know what's hilarious? Everyone's like blaming religion and everything. It's not haram in Islam. Okay. I'm not very religious, so I'll believe oh, yeah, you yeah, immediately. Yeah. Oh, perfect. <laughs> it's not haram. It's not haram in Islam. I, I don't, I, like, listen, I don't, have a, I don't have a problem with it. I don't really yeah. have a foot to stand on it because it doesn't really mm. bother me. I don't really give a shit. No, but I'm like, my perspective, my take overall is, and <laughs> the thing that I personally find funny is and like the Catholic is like, no abortion, no abortion, no abortion. And then, then the other side goes like, we don't mind. What? <laughs> <laughs> do whatever you want to do. <laughs> Leave the choices on you. I don't. Care. Oh, that's not true. I think that's that's because of like you you watch a lot of M- MSN and 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 uh, CNN. If you look, if you watch some Fox or conservative channel, you'll hear a lot of like anti-abortion people yelling their like lungs oh, out. Oh wow. They, wow! It is. It's amazing how skewed the media is. Yeah, they're, I, they're they're fucked over there. Dan, uh, uh, go on Firefox. Uh, type in uh, Roe v. Wade judge judges at the time. I think it was first enacted the bill. I could be mistaken in the 1970s. And then look at the comments um, that the judge judge said because each judge said it said like said yeah. a bunch of comments on the case. Some believed it was a voter issue. We're not talking about the current one that it just occurred. Mm. Okay, so a little bit about. Sure like the actual take originally so what, why it matters the what islam in islam is halal and uh, the first three months is okay you can get an abortion then after that it's not okay so i don't know exactly how that equates it's for like most u.s law you mean no not u.s law just like generally pregnancy wise for women is that too late is that too soon is it what where does i think in the, after six weeks they won't even know it's there here, that's that's the part. That's the part oh, okay. uh, from Judge uh, from Justice O'Connor, um, accommodating the conflicts of personal rights and compelling state interests that are involved with the abortion context. Which fascinates me is the idea of state interests into abortions, because your rights are only to the extent of of it becoming then a state interest, mm. which I find absolutely fascinating. Both your intellectual property, uh, the ideas you come up with. Mm everything your freedom goes to the point where then it becomes a state issue okay okay so and by the way almost every state as far as i know which is also by the way incredibly difficult to find because i spent hours yesterday searching up uh, every state has some sort of abortion laws mm. which which uh, uh, bans abortions at certain certain points mm. and usually yeah, yeah, it comes at at, at 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 term three or stage this uh, uh uh, late stage abortion, which would be mm. when the baby is able to live outside the, the body. Yeah. Um, yeah. I we, think, I think overall that everyone can agree upon that. Like true. after a certain point, like stop, like you don't want to go getting an abortion when after 10 years of being pregnant. Um, well, that just went over your head. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm listening, but what, I'm, I'm just having in my head. The, okay. Did you the, get that? Yeah. You, 10 years after getting pregnant. I heard it. I'm just ignoring it. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it. We're open or something. 
That's called that's called a murder suicide pack I at that know, point. I know, I know. Cut that out, please. <laughs> Cut that out, please. Because it didn't land? Not at all. <laughs> We're definitely keeping that in. Nope. We're definitely keeping that in. It made I, I told you I was not funny. <laughs> we're definitely keeping that in now. 110%. So back to what we were saying, like there has to be that limit. <laughs> there has to be that limit. <laughs> it's like, it's Talk about a switch of personas right there. Like Jesus. Naturally able to go back to that state and uh-huh. that exact same sentence uh-huh. where it's perfectly cut. Uh-huh. <laughs> I... I, I so, so uh, where, when they talked about like these issues that the Roe v. Wade could mean that it bans abortions at every state or, or some states would ban it outright, I don't think that's what states are actually saying. I think what most states in some capacity are saying is that they don't want to have women being able to have abortions at stage two, mm. so which is past 23 weeks, Okay. which is the point where the, where the fetus has a heartbeat. Right. Mm. So that's where the conflict then arises. Okay. So I get. I guess so. I guess so. Um, overall, here's my here's my personal, honest to God take. Some people need abortions for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but generally, it just being boiled down to that personal opinion. Um, is. How do I explain it? Um, I'm trying to gather my words so I don't get canceled. Uh, <laughs> That's too late already, yeah, son. That's 100%, too late. 100%. I should have realized what I was we're, walking into. We're already on this boat now. We're <laughs> no, just sailing yeah, down you're, the you're, river. And you're going deep in there. It's like, no, I think it's not. Ruby Wade should have been overturned and everything. And I think, that honestly, that the personal choice is not important. And I'm the, just sitting there the going next, like. The next guest is we're going to bring in. I just got funny. Okay. <laughs> We'll bring in Alex Jones and we'll sit him the three oh of us together. God. We'll we'll really get into it deep oh, then. Wow. So my my general thing is in uh, the choice itself, the choice itself does belong to that person. Because if you're gonna go traveling all the way to the other side of the country to get an abortion, at a certain point it just becomes what are you avoiding? And here's something that you might personally uh, not agree with is the criminalization of it, Gener- generally, where people trying to get Chesma would get either fined incredibly or uh, they would get um, manhunted in a way. I think that, that I'm not sure about the actual legality of that or the actual documentation, and I don't personally have proof. But uh, I've heard a couple of times that in uh, there, there, those laws were enacted where they were trying to basically hunting people down who were planning on either getting an abortion or they were being put in a position where yeah i mean it was so bad like it was so badly targeted and so badly fined where it just becomes you'll think twice before even doing anything about that but i understand where you're coming from but if we're talking about late stage abortions at this stage right i mean mm. I, I don't have a problem if you want to have an abortion i don't think i really have a leg to stand on when you have an abortion really mm. I, you're right i'm not even sure if we all live in the same reality so right okay, I, okay. like I'm, <laughs> I, I'm not sure in any of these things and mm. uh, i'm i'm willing to be i'm willing to be swayed by heart by harder hearts and harder intellect my thing is just at a certain stage, can't you just give it up for abortion? Mm. Right? I mean, at, 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 like that's I mean, does it matter at that point? Like if, if you're if you're already six months into being pregnant. Mm. No, then that's do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, six months, I think it's too much too far in though. 
I mean, that's that's late term, late late stage abortion is after six months. Most uh, the confliction occurs between th between zero to three. I think mm. every state, even after Roe v. Wade, will allow abortion between zero and three. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. People don't really understand that. They don't get that into whatever mind frame. They're okay. just they're just having this like anxiety attack, thinking it's all going to mm. be outrightly banned. What they're concerned about is between the stages of three months and six months. Okay. That's where the most no, of the I've debate is happening. No, but I've also heard, and then there were situations where they wanted to reduce it to six weeks. There are there like are some states. There are some states that then that, you don't even know if you're pregnant. Then true, true. Yeah, you true. don't even know if you're you actually have a baby growing inside you. True, I, but I think there's a larger scale issue on this, and I think the reason why it was overturned was because of the low birth rates in the U.S. Can you look up what the birth rate is down in the U.S.? Is that the actual case? I, I, it's, no one has said so publicly, but I think there is, there is an interest, I think. And remember what that judge said mm. about uh, uh, the moment it becomes a... Can you look at the trend? I think the, to the population of the U.S. growth rate is below, uh, is around 1.5. Because in order to sustain the population, you need a, you need a minimum of a birth rate of two. Mm. Right, because it takes two people to make a child. Yeah, of course, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's. Well, that that that's when we get into like different things that will get me canceled for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like the the uh, alphabet people. Uh, <laughs> oh right. Yeah. I don't think, I think that has so much to do with it. Mm. I think I think there I think there is some sort of truth that that the mm. U.S. is. I mean, every country is worried about. I mean, Japan has been worried about it for the last fifty years about its yeah. its its birth rate and no, being. No, but that, they, they, those people are just not having sex, and they're. It's not even a gay issue at this point. It's an AI issue. It's like <laughs> like yeah, electronic yeah. dating and stuff like that. With it's like, it's like, hey, I'm just too busy to have sex. It's like we we'll give you. <laughs> We'll give you like a four-day weekend kind of th thing. Just go for, just like go for it. Like, but that's please. that's the same thing with China, right? They had the one-child policy for years and years, and then they enacted yeah. a two-child policy yeah. because they realized that they suddenly had a population that was something like sixty percent men. Can you look that up, Dan? How much percentage of, of men? Uh, uh, oh what shit! Is the 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 China's population between men and women. I think men are. are uh, so it's still like a two-person, right? Or did they now it's two. It was two two persons, and now they've increased it to three. But they can't get. Okay. Female population is forty eight percent, and fifty one percent are are men. So you have we have one point two eight percent of men, and the Tyler population of almost two billion people, which is what a hundred million men who are not able to find a partner. Oh wow! Oh wow! No, sorry, ten million men is one percent, right? Yeah. So it'd be ten million people. That's yeah. that's. That's as, that's ten times Bahrain's size. Just can you imagine all of Bahrain yeah. not being able to get ten like, ten times Bahrain or all of yeah. Saudi Arabia almost or no actually all of UAE has about a population of close to no that's no it's about ten million population of UAE I think uh, it's I think it's ten million but like ten percent actually UAE but I get what you mean I get what yeah you mean. Uh, that is insane that, that is, is wild isn't it not not just okay so I think it bit them in the ass in a way. It the did. whole the whole China thing, the whole one person policy, because then they saw the weird stuff that were happening. They saw because you can't control that in the same time. Because there was a lot of heartbreaking stories where it's like I can't keep this child, like I have this child, but I don't know like what to do with it. Or situations where they're literally throwing baby girls in, in trash cans and stuff like that, and like you, you sit here and you just go like, okay, 
like there's no mercy. There's no form of mercy for my child. But that's also because, you know, we're going to get in trouble with YouTube for saying this, but uh, that's also because of bad policymaking in China. Yeah, 100%. Right? Oh, if, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. if they would have encouraged uh, uh, the whole adoption proceedings and stuff like that, they wouldn't be in this issue where, where so much of their female population suddenly dissipated because of abortions yeah. and, and throwing them in gutters and all kinds of crazy shit. I think it's the, the best way to put it is they didn't think it through. I agree. Yeah, 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 just 100%, just not being able to, okay, like, okay, we're going to get this, but it's like, wait, a half half of our pride comes into having a man. <laughs> so it's like, oh, shit, <laughs> what are we going to do now? Well, I, you know, there there is there is a lot of conflicts that are arising right now in, in the Western world. Um, heart disease are on and up and up. Uh, obesity, uh, two fat guys here talking right now, I mean, there, there is a clear indication that there are issues, right? Mm. Um, generally, intellect is going down. I think IQ has dropped as well. Can you double check that for me, Dan? I think in the US, IQ has gone down, or, or the West at least. Is it actually the case? Yeah, oh, uh, wow. ju just double check for me. Because I always, because, okay, I always had faith in that we were at least, like, Okay. What's the cause of your, uh, uh, what's your cause of your, not your, I just want the general population. <laughs> it's because you're a dumb shit. <laughs> or you do dumb stuff. That's why your IQ is dropping. So I think overall, I, I don't believe in that. I, I don't believe in that. It's just like we've gotten stupider. Well, I think there's, I think easily. Has the ceiling grown maybe? No, I don't think the ceiling has grown. I think it's environmental factors. Mm. I think the, the level of toxicity that exists, don't forget in the late 70s, there, were, there was unleaded uh, petrol. Think about how much lead that put into a population. Why do you think crime rates were so crazy high in the 70s, okay. 60s, and 80s? 80s, it was the drop-off, really, but the 70s was, well, it was crazy high. Okay, so you're thinking that basically the toxicity and pollution? I think it's, I think it's environmental uh, issues uh, that, that has led to the decline. Uh, testosterone in men has... has is one tenth of what it was a hundred years ago. Okay, wow. Right, that's that's a crazy fall. I think yeah. it, it used to be between 2000 to, f I wanna say it was between 2000 to, to it was between 2000 to 10,000. Can you double check for me on that as well? Uh, testosterone rates uh, in men last hundred years. Mm. So here's my thing, right? Uh, so overall, y so you believe in, in there we go. Fact check testosterone levels like are more, 50 more than dropped in the recent decades. Well, what's the Almost 50% in environmental issues. That's all, that's all it is. Just in uh, global warming and stuff like that, or just in a generally in a toxicity in the water and stuff like I that? I think it, it has toxicity in water, the antibiotics. Uh, we don't really eat food, like real food anymore. Everything is processed at some capacity. Mm. Right? I see, I see what you mean. But that, wait, so, you, so you're basically you're telling me if you eat actually proper meat that has been butchered and everything like that, and that's all you eat, you'd have an increase in testosterone, yeah? Or? Well, I mean, the, the, the East countries that live a more... Uh, what's the right word? Rural lifestyle don't have these issues. Mm. They don't have these issues at all. They don't at all. No, life expectancy, by the way, and and the age range of human beings hasn't changed in in more than two thousand years. Mm. Which is to me the craziest thing in the world. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Marcus Aurelius, uh, the Roman emperor, 
He lived until he was like 73. Mm. Right? It, it, the, the, the life expectancy of someone was between 28 and 30 because there was so much wars and disease. But the actual life range of how old you could get hasn't changed at all almost in over 2,000 years. This oh, is another thing that, wow. that these, the, there's, there's these misconceptions that we as a society, or, or we just like accept. Mm. Like we think that we're actually living longer, but in reality, we are only living longer as a percentage, meaning that more people are able to reach the, the, our, our, our end of our life expectancy, not because we've suddenly grown able to grow older. I see what you mean. So my question is, uh, how do we reach that? How do we increase that gap? And how we can get older to that level extent. I mean, now we're now we're going to talk about uh, bioengineering um, and and um, biochemical reactions in our genome. So I I, for, I forgot what the what the what the thing is called. It's the end part of your DNA that controls your your age. Can you look that up for me, Dan? I'm I'm asking you a lot of things today, aren't? <laughs> We're getting we're getting into a lot of things that require proof, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I don't mind. Like I'm so telometers. That's what it's called. Telometers. Are yeah, the stretch of the DNA and protein that ends um, your uh, chromosomes. So so the telometers are the thing that that controls, in theory, your your lifespan because the fewer of it has, the more mutations it'll cause in your chromosomes, and basically your uh, DNA becomes more and more undone. Uh, I think the the estimate that human the estimate that science has claimed is 180 years old. They said that's the absolute maximum that a human being can live. That the DNA will be willing to carry you. Okay. Now there are there are there are studies there are. There are fringe science, I would say, well, not so fringe, that, that does have an impact on your telemeters. Mm. Stress, for example, has a huge impact on your telemeters. That's why also testosterone is low. People are just chronically stressed all the time. Uh, smoking, environmental factors, all these things can affect your telemeters. Mm. And there doesn't seem to be a way to grow it at the moment. Okay. And in theory, if, if you could somehow extend it infinitely, then you would, in theory, be immortal. In theory. Okay. Because the telemeters also control your aging and, 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 and how your cells divide. Okay, so basically if you're telling me those telemeters, they extend. Yes. Like if they, if they were to extend, um, they would actually heal you as well? Or is it just pure aging? We're not X-Men. <laughs> yeah. But that would be the dream. Also, I studied business and, and uh, so I... <laughs> You're asking me questions that are way above my pay grade. Hey, you, hey, you started it. <laughs> you started it. You started going me, deep in there, and I'm just sitting there going like... Because I'm well-read. It's not because <laughs> of anything else. <laughs> and then now I'm... I'm under, like, I thought I was well-listened. Yeah. But... <laughs> but... But like now I'm like put to shame. Like I'm like holy shit. This is way above my pay grade. grade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like I thought I'm like it's like oh I'm gonna come here. We're gonna have a good chat are about we not? comedy. Are we, are we not? <laughs> are we not? How is this not a good chat? You got you got stuck. <laughs> How is that not a good chat? We it talked is, about Roe v. Wade. We talked about no, 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 immortality to human beings. What what that better was, is this? No, but okay. So you're sure okay. So here's my thing, right? Let's hear, let's hear your, your pseudoscience compared to my pseudoscience. Yeah, oh, <laughs> oh, I swear to God, either this is, has either been, like, this is the perfect podcast for sure. someone who's 14 year old, 14 years old, who's been watching I'm Joe 30. Rogan. Not you. <laughs> 
my gosh. No, for the, the audience member is like 14 years old. He's uh-huh. been watching Joe Rogan for the past five years. Okay. And he's like, yeah, I think this is 100% right. <laughs> Telefocus things. <laughs> yeah, Telometers. <that's>, <laughs> tele, tele thingies. <laughs> we need to advance those. That's what we need. Fuck Roe v. Wade. We need to put money in that. <laughs> that is the thing. That is the thing. That That's what, that's like a whole weird cult where like super rich people take blood from like babies and stuff like that and inject what it into that, their body. What? What is what called is that? I'm interested now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What is this? There's this. I mean, it's called blood doping. Boxers normally use it with their own blood. Uh, Kim Kardashian injects her own blood into oh, her that face. Oh, that That was like. Yeah, 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 yeah. And in some in some extreme cases, people are saying that they use like uh, uh, infants and stuff like that. Their blood type, but, but it can only apply if it's like a O negative. I think. It's or O positive. I'm not sure. I think it's O positive. I need to read what you're reading. Mm. I need to read what you're reading because that's some. That's and then you can fact check me and be like, <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. <laughs> be like, listen, <laughs> like, listen. That's a lot of fact checking right there. Like, okay, so here's my thing, right? Go. Let's see. Here's what... my thing. Here's my thing. People need to die. <laughs> okay. People like, I think, enough is enough to a certain degree. Sure. That sense of, like, because one, you've all heard the cliches and uh, the, the part, the beautiful part of life is that it comes to an end. Okay. That, that we've all heard that stuff. We've all heard of that philosophical side of things. Uh, but at the same time, the, hu- the human being needs to live his life, go through that, that and in the end of it, die. Okay. Otherwise, we're just hoarding people because that... So China came from good intentions, like that one. Even though we we think that they weren't thinking it through, it caused a lot of problems. But their intention was, we need less people because we can't sustain this many people. Okay, sure, our factories are being built and everything like that, and we got a lot of people working. But after a certain limit, we won't be able to maintain all the. All of this. Are you, are you talking from a global perspective? I'm talking from a global perspective. Not now. Yeah. It's time to now. Let's let's because I have a feeling the world can can support almost a hundred billion people to to if not even more than that. Can mm. you double check that for me, Dan? I'm I'm brutal with you today. <laughs> Sorry. Hundred billion people. Yeah. Can so, the, so just type in how much can the world support population? Like, <laughs> think about it this way. Look how big Bahrain is, and look how much of empty space there is. Think about Saudi Arabia. Think about how much empty space there is. Yeah, but how much how much are we through our through the cars, through the it's like I'm just gonna I'm too scared to talk because all of a sudden you'll pull up a, a reference or something that's like shocking to me. But here, uh, yeah. flux fluctuates between 500 million people uh, to more than one trillion. Well, clearly, I mean, I don't know who came up with the estimate of 500 million people, but that is uh, a huge range, though. Yeah, I mean that is like that's like one to a billion. Yeah, but we already have almost eight billion people on the planet. So ever came up with five hundred million? Oh, we really reached was eight, we reached eight billion? Yeah, I think we're Dad, close. Look up, uh, <laughs> look at the population. Look, look it up, look it up. I think we're close to eight. Yeah, but like that is okay. So you wait, but our size right now is causing all the pollution, causing all the 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 problems with the uh, the space. A lot of environmental environment has been cut off. Okay. Okay, but yani, with 8 billion people. Now imagine if we double that size. Sure, but when, when we're talking about pollutions, uh, 
it's, it's, it's a very difficult topic because not, not, every, not every protein is the same and not every pollution factor is the same, right? If you're talking about lead, you're talking about carbon, you're talking about mercury, you know, these, these have all different implications, right? I mean, the, the ocean is poisoned with, with so much mercury that you, it, you can get mercury poisoning if you mm. eat uh, 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 deep sea fishes. Like yeah. like uh, like swordfish, for example, is very famous for that. Oh, shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Lead. Uh, uh, I mean, bec so because of how heavy metals react, they normally go to the to the obviously because they're heavier than water, they end up the floor bed of the, of, of the sea. And so, um, countries, for example, like Japan and the U.S. that eat eel in sushi, mm. U.S. recommendation on yeah. eating eel is once every three months, just because of how toxic eels are in the U.S. Mm. And in Japan, it's recommended once every two weeks, I think. Okay. Because th they so have the different yeah. pollution. They have different ways of, of yeah, how, but that's, how they go that about it. That just adds on to my point, right? And uh, there's a lot of, let's, let, let's say, if we do reach, like you said, 100 billion people, okay, how would that generally be effective? Like, how would we generally affect the planet? That's a good question. I, I there think is open space, but should we take it? I don't think it's so much a, 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 as a question of open space. I think it becomes more of a question of, of, of the innovation and government legislation that is required on pushing technology that is more eco-friendly, right? It, it's, it's not like we can't make factories that don't pollute. It's not like we can't make factories that it's can capture cheaper? lead. It's just cheaper. Yeah, so we're, we're going on to that same pro problem. There's a fundamental problem with greed that we have. I don't think it's greed. I think it's 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 incompetence from a politician perspective, especially in the U.S. Is it actually? Fuck! Incompetence? Now we're getting really no, 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 <laughs> in trouble I, if we're saying this stuff. No, no, no. But I, 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 is it actually incompetence? It is, or is it actually because hey, I'm getting this X amount of money, or I'm getting this X amount of uh, things? Well, the the problem is if you look at it from an economic perspective, the negative externalities isn't properly calculated into the unit price. And so if the negative externalities and the costs associated to that action would be included, then it, it just makes sense, right? In then then it wouldn't, it, you wouldn't look at it as, as a decision that that would make sense. You'd be like, oh shit, because we do X thing, we pollute X thing, and we do X thing, therefore we're gonna have to pay for all that other stuff. That's only if you have a competence of, 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 of the strict legal requirements and stuff like that. W one of the famous examples is, is China. China does more than any other country to limit pollution. Mm. And uh, it, it's affecting their growth. Mm. And they're still having double digits growth, but it, it, they, it's not as much as It's not as much been. as before, but yeah. that's because they're incredibly stringent on their pollution. Yeah, but like, come on. Like, you're going to tell me that there isn't a factor uh, of, hey, I'm, I could be making more. I, I could be creating a lot more and more. I want more. I want more as a human being. There is not. There isn't that level of generally. I just need to reach that level. You I know that's that's interesting. They bring this up. There, there. I forgot what the what the modus operatus is, but there's an, there's a number which is about forty k, which means that prior to hitting forty k a year, this is U.S. obviously, mm -hmm. um, productivity increases with with salary, right? And as soon as somebody hits about 40k a year every additional dollar to it doesn't increase directly productivity because all your basic necessities your needs are met. are met 
And so you're not willing to work, let's say, a 10-hour, 12-hour, 14-hour shift if, you, if that increase is, is already... There's already that cap. When you already met your cap at 40. Do you get yeah, what I mean? I get what you mean. So literally, how I, I'm seeing things and what I'm generally scared of is there was this one statement from a podcast, like a friend of mine told me about this podcast. I don't remember which one it was, but they were talking about how they're, they're millionaires, like okay. hundred millionaires. Okay. And they're just sitting there and they're talking and generally, and one of the things they said is like, I'm not satisfied. Sure. I want that billion. Sure. And okay. To when, when, when do you need on your own personal fund or your per own personal assets that, that much money? I would say, and I'm hype, and I'm, I may be, I may be, this is maybe hyperbole, or maybe this is a, a gross statement to make. I think most people who who have a hundred million are not the kind of person who's going to say like, or majority are not going to say like, I need to be a that billionaire. My thinking of it is that as wealth increases, so does the associations of responsibility and risk. Mm. You know, J Jeff Bezos. Bill Gates, none of them, none of them ever wanted to be so wealthy or powerful that they suddenly have to worry about their, their, their life of their children, being attacked or kidnapped or being maybe bombed or murdered. Mm. These, these are not like things you tell a random what, what they think about. If you say yeah. to somebody like an entrepreneur or something like that, do you want to be, be a billionaire? They'll go, yeah. But if you tell them, you know, it would mean that complete scrutiny of your personal life, you wouldn't be able to do go and walk around the street anymore mm -hmm. because you'd have to have a security detail with you. Yeah. A lot of the people after experiencing that life for maybe a week will be like, you know what? This is not the life I want to live. Yeah, I guess. It, it, you don't know until you reach the other side, right? Grass is always greener, right? Yeah, hundred percent. So one of the things I personally experienced, mm. um, no, no, no. There's a lot of people who are like, I want to get famous. I want to get famous for the sake of getting famous. And since I, do the stand-ups like the stand-up events and everything like that a lot of people tend to contact me you can see in their eyes that they're trying to reach somewhere sure they're trying to reach a specific plateau or they're trying to reach a specific platform sure and they even sometimes even blatantly say i want to be famous sure and i want to use this as a platform okay and it becomes obsession and you see other people who do it and they like the uh, in the arabic scene it's it's blatant it's to a point where I'm going to go out in my own way and make controversies in my own light where I'm going to cause a lot of problems and become famous through that. On now back to the original, uh, the topic of that wanting to reach there. Once they finally reach there, they realize, Oh shit. I, I reached there because of the wrong intentions. You become infamous rather than famous. There you go. I, I agree with that, but uh, there's a flip side towards that, and which is the inability to make decisions or decision paralysis. Mm. You know, it's, it's not like Kodiak. It's not like um, uh, uh, Blockbusters or any of these firms that have suddenly disappeared have disappeared because of bad management. Well, yes, I mean, in sense, bad management. But what made them disappear was because the, they were so scared of becoming infamous. They were so scared of making a decision, hedging a bet on the future that could turn out badly, and then they would be looked at and shunned. Yeah. And that's what led to their, 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 their inevitable death. Mm. So you're, you're a business type. 
Zero sure. business type, and uh, you know a lot of people who are in the business scene and the startup scene. Sure. Um, and I don't know how long you've been in that in that realm, but ha- have you noticed a flip in that? In that where now taking risk is the best option? It, well, it's always been the case of, of where your geo- geolocation is, right? U- U.S., the reason why it is such an innovative con- country is because of the culture. The idea of, of you starting a business, you struggling, and you failing is appreciated. Mm. It, it is, is, is seen something to, 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 to elevate. Mm-hmm. And, and, and VP, VC, VCs, virtual capitalists, and stuff like that see that you started a business, you struggled, and you failed. And from their perspective, they go, well, they did try. They failed, but they learned. Mm. And that individual is keeping trying. So do you see a lot of uh, so? Do you get what I'm of, saying? Yeah, hundred percent. But you don't see that in the rest of the world. You don't see that. In, you don't see that in, in, in Europe. You don't see a company. Mm. Like if you would talk to a random guy and saying like, "I'm starting this business. I'm starting this pub. I'm trying. I'm doing. I'm doing." The moment they go broke, they're 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 they've been they've been red listed. Really? You know, it's going to be so much harder for them to get the necessary finance well, to start the next mon- project. The more money they do get, the more uh, the harder that that uh, that redemption story is. Like if they okay. were able to get a lot of investment, like let's say if they, you were getting $100 million investment, okay, correct me if I'm wrong. Sure. You get a $100 million investment and that's your estimate, that's where you're going. But really you needed like 20, 20 million. Sure. Okay. That fall from grace is hard. And sure. it generally will look at that as like, well, you've fucked up $100 million. Well, that's- How hard is that? How how easy is that to do? Well, see, there's this is where it comes interesting. We can go into this topic in in, in various forms. For start, any person who gets a hundred million, whatever they're buying assets wise, mm-hmm. that's recyclable. That's not a total loss of a hundred billion because you're buying machines, servers, your 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 intellectual goods, licensings, whatever patents. That money isn't just like it's a sunk cost, surely, sure, but that's not like it's just vape away. So mm. there's a, there is an aspect of reselling that equipment or doing yeah. whatever, right? So it's not fair to just look at it and say, well, you took $100 billion and you put it on a on lottery or you gambled it. No, of course not. Well, right? Like, yeah. And then from the other aspect, you have to look at it from a venture capitalist. If, if they give out that $100 billion and they lost that $100 billion, they can count that against their taxes. In what way? Like, uh, like explain so, so, is, if, so I'm not if, American. If, if you go to VC, right? And, and I got a heart attack with 10% of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so, so if, you go to a, if you go to a VC in the U.S., right, and you start a business enterprise, you get a bunch of different VCs who are willing to put in the money, right? You get the talent pool. You do your stuff, blah, blah, blah. For whatever reason, it, can't, it fails. It doesn't work out. Um, normally what happens in that, that the, the, uh, the assets then, uh, uh, gets torn apart. Mm-hmm. There's a special, there's a special business and term for it. I forget the name for it right now. Um, what are the animals called in desert who, who pick, who pick off, who pick vultures. off vultures. So there's, there's a whole industry called vulture industry where they go like to businesses that have failed and then take apart and then make scratch and money on that. But anyways, from the VC perspective of, of making that loss mm. of, that, of, that, of that cash component, when their taxes are due, they can use that loss against their profits, which then lowers their tax rate. Okay. Right? But to a certain degree, what I'm, what I'm trying to get at on that specific thing is, 
So it's a win-win for VC. If you do lose that, yeah, it's a win-win for the VC. But if you lose that 10 million, like if you're, let's say, in, uh, yeah, yeah, if you lose that 10, uh, like 100 million. You're talking about a personal yeah. person and stuff like that. It's you, hard to come back from that. You, I would say, I would say It's yes. hard to come back from that than taking a million dollars. I, I would say yes, but also don't forget that during that 100 million period, you made an enormous amount of connections. So you can make it back through that. This, so this you, can, you can use that connections and leverage it to get whatever job or next industry or whatever else. Mm. A, a company is only as good as its people. That's fact. Okay. Right? Doesn't right. matter how good you are. It's all about mm. how good the people are Example in there. Example done. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, great job, man. <laughs> exactly. We were talking about bars and drinks and why you don't want to do com comedy oh, at a so bar. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, just for me, uh, I have a religious... Uh, I'm just religious. I don't okay. like... Working with alcohol, I try to avoid it as much as possible. Okay. And for me, Does, doesn't and, that make it so difficult for your success? Uh, fifty-fifty. You'd be surprised, because a lot of people had bet against that. Like a lot of people say, in the yes, the easier route would be that. But I, from what I've seen before, and from the people that I've talked to previously, it cuts the the population to only expats. Like the, the audience members to only expats. So yes, of course, there are Bahrainis who would drink and who would go out. What I'm trying to get at is I've done, uh, we've been doing it outside of bars for a really long time. And it comes down to simply put the actual performance of the comedian. Okay. It, if I'm going to go on stage, like if I'm going to go up on stage and yeah, and, and I don't see my people, I've just become another. Uh, how do I, best way to put it is if I have a lot of pe uh, people in the audience who are not Bahraini or something like that, or I try to just target the people from outside of Bahrain, regardless, those audience members are always going to leave the country. Okay. Or generally look for some, uh, something else. But if I'm able to capture the local, uh, uh, hearts scene, and minds. Yeah. The local scene, I'm capable of constantly having them there. It's just, it, and yes, I'd be making a lot more money. I'll be making uh, a lot more audience members, but it's not something that lasts. But my, my counter argument for that would be, let's be realistic here for a second. Forget the rest of Gulf. What is the total population of Bahrainis in Bahrain? 150,000? Uh, 500,000. 500,000 Bahrainis, not uh, Saudis and, and everything else. Around 500,000 to 600,000 maybe. No way. I mean, what, the population of expats is 600,000. Hmm? Are we talking about second generation Bahrainis or, or first generation Bahrainis? I'm talking about Bahrainis. Or that, that includes first generations or that includes yeah, like, like second and third? Like what do you mean by second and third? Like, oh, I think I think it includes second and third. I'm not sure. I mean, people who are like oh. their ancestors and ancestors lived here. I'm not talking about oh, people okay, who yeah. came from like like Egypt or, or Saudi. Uh, yeah, 100%. Like there's 500,000 Bahrainis. But the point still stands. And now there, there, there is a few, a little bit, like almost 500,000 to 800,000 people. <laughs> I just, I th like that, that it, it's, 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 I don't know. To me, that's, 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 I don't, I, I, I can't believe there's so many Bahrainis in, in Bahrain because I don't see them. <laughs> well, okay. Where, where are you from? I'm from Saudi Arabia. Okay. Uh, so you, yani don't see you are in a very 
يعني not area what I'm talking about here. I have yeah. I have factories in 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 مش بال 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 أم الحسن and أم الحسن حسن and and by Gulf Bahrain. Talk Bahrain Gate. Bahrain Gate. Manama Gate is that the thing? Bab al Bahrain. Bab al Bahrain. Okay. So 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 you've just picked the most. Touristy like or expat areas ever. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of the Bahrainis usually live in Rafah. Okay. They live in Medina Isa. They live in like farthest away from Manama. Or Maharag is a very Bahraini dense population. But I was actually having this conversation yesterday. Sure. There isn't a lot of scenes in Bahrain where it's like gather like communal kind of community kind of things other than like specific. Clubs or like football clubs or anything like that, but there's not a lot of places where people can get to meet around and just not like where you you would like in the um, in the UK where like they would go to local pub or anything like that. Uh, it is very communal, communal and collective as a society, but I don't think in the, it extends to meeting out people outside of your work life and everything like that. Despite it being a very tiny country. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. I'm just I'm in my own head and references when I think about it. One, I, I, you know, the, the, the beauty about bars and taverns as it was from day old is because it gives a chance for a population to mix and mingle, mm-hmm. right? People aren't going to Starbucks to a coffee shop to mix and mingle, no. right? They're sitting in their own little groups and packs and, and that's about it. And very few times we see somebody going to another table and introducing themselves. Actually, oh, to flirt, but we're not going to get into that. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying, right? Yeah, You're not going to say like a bunch of dudes in the table and be like, like I've got no friends. Like, like, talk to them. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. That that you won't see. But if you're going to go up to like Snapchat, then yeah, that exists. Okay. Like in the coffee local coffee shop. But there isn't anything that basically like brings people generally to get together. I, I think th- so as well. Yeah, you're right. You're I think right. that's actually a major problem. Does that even exist anywhere else in the Gulf or as an Arabic culture outside of like... I think that's one of our faults. I think as a culture, is that we lack the ability to 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 mix and mingle more with 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 our our our, our man, our nationality, mm. or, or countrymen. I think that that is a problem, I, and I don't know how you would tackle that. It's too hot to do anything really outside. No one wants to go out at forty-five mm. degrees to go play Kuwait Qadam. There's a few people. No, uh, no it not exist, and but you can have AC situations. But my thing is. Even that situation, sure. even that specific situation, is very to the myself, to to my specific group, to my who I personally want to hang out with. There isn't necessarily something where, other than like maybe like back, I think maybe this is the best part. Uh, remember, wait, how long have you been in Bahrain? On and off, thirty years. On and off, twenty years. Sorry. Oh, perfect. Sure. So you've seen the rise of, let's say, the anime conventions mm-hmm. in the country before COVID. And I remember, like the, those conventions, people were very tight knitted in that in that regard. But I never thought Bahrainis would go to those conventions. Uh, it was primarily. I thought it was just expats. Nah, dude. Nah, dude. It was like so many different pe- people. So I remember Animania when it first, like the second. By the uh, way, you're an anime fan, I assume. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Uh, yeah, one hundred percent. Neck beard. We got it. We got it. You're taking all the boxes. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I don't. Why are you laughing, <laughs> Murray? I thought you were on my side here. 
Fucking hell. Next you're going to talk to me about... Okay. <laughs> next you're going to talk to me about being an incel. Jesus, you're really going at it. You're, ter- you're trying to... <laughs> you're trying to get that hat and go, milady. <laughs> Oh, God. Fuck it, hell. You're like, at it. Now I have to burn my fedora. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great reference. <laughs> okay, so, um, in anim- like, in second, the second event of uh, Animania, that's the one, the first one I went to. And it was so tight-knitted, and you get to talk to all these different people who are interested in anime, and it was, like, this this weird sense of like oh everyone's like talking to each other everyone's like being uh friendly with each other everyone's trying to and people would go later years just to meet up with those same people and it became so communal and uh, later in the years it became more commercial and it became a lot more people can can go and just visit and it became more popular with that that kind of withered down but i think that small glimpse kind of made like it gave people the ability to meet up with friends okay like i know i still talk to people who i've met through those channels i've still met people from those uh i've still been able to connect with people or hear about weddings from those specific events fine fine i agree with with that statement where you're where you're coming from that's an event that happens what once every six months once a year so how do we do that in a regular case right yeah how do we do that in a regular case right that's that's i think that's that's my my conflict and for for you is it the religious thing that you don't want to be near alcohol i mean uh, do you get because like as a comedian, I feel like that cuts out a lot of your potential venues outside of the Middle East. Okay. Well, well, I'm just fascinated from it because because I would imagine if you don't like booze, which is fine. I don't I don't mm. drink hardly ever, mm. um, unless it's like a big occasion or something like that. Mm. For for me, it like obviously I don't go to a bar because I don't drink. Mm. But if I was a comedian, or if I had to do like a presentation, or if I had to do something. I don't think it would necessarily bother me because I'm not staying there in the bar all night long. I go there to do my set. Yeah. I'm out again. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, but if you can do it without it, it, it it's a much more accommodating scene. It's a much more livid. Really? Believe it or not, yeah. I'll if you can if you can Okay, so Okay, so here's what I've seen. Um and alco- like when you perform when you see comedians who perform in those venues, the audiences have been drinking. Their inhibitions have been removed. Mm-hmm. So you get more of the angry, angry heckler. Mm. You'll get that guy who goes like, like, uh, no, I don't agree. Or you'll get that, I completely agree and whatever and all that stuff. Mm. Then you get the other complete set. But if you're in a venue where everyone's there for the show, because, because it, it, sorry to interrupting you, because in my head, right, I'm, I, I think about like all the stand-up comedies I've either like seen or done, no, I've never done, but just like mm. been a part because of friends, like did a show or whatever else. Mm. I, I've always thought about it and correct, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about my ass. I always thought about it from, from the audience perspective. If they're already a little bit lit, you know, they're a little bit tipsy, whatever. I think it's easier to, to kind of get them out and, and take them on that journey mentally, right? Mm. Where if they're totally sober or just amped up on coffee, right? Mm. They're then stuck in thinking about every cue or word that you're saying. That's that's just my... So like, that makes you a stronger comedian, though. That means there's a lot more effort involved. Fair, 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 yeah, yeah, fair. Yeah. Because fair. I've, I've seen a lot of comedians who have... Like, I, I've seen a lot of comedians, if I go up on stage and everyone's focused on my every single word 
I'm able to pull off a lot more stuff personally. Fair. You can take them on a bigger journey, what you're saying. There you go. Okay. Um, they're here. And let's say in Bahrain. Sure. Where before it has failed. Like people have made a lot of these comments. Sorry. Where there's, they've made a lot of these venues in the, these alcohol places and they've done all these, like primarily in those spaces. And what we, what I've personally seen is people are not there for the comedy. Sure. They're there for the drinks. Sure. So they're there for that experience, for that specific experience. Sure. Where on the other side of the uh, other side of the coin, um, if you're doing a show at a coffee shop or whatever, and you're advertising this comedy show, okay, they'll be coming for that specific comedy show. Okay, I think this is where we divide ourselves on this topic because I don't. You, you're seeing it as very black and white. Hundred percent. I, I see it as 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 you know, if a comedian's on on a bar, more likely than not, those people are going to that bar because there's a comedy show, an event, and a whole thing about it, right? Mm -hmm. Because they can go drunk, get drunk everywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, that, yeah, that, that, yeah. I, that, that's just my mentality. And the same comes to play with, with the coffee place, right? They could have coffee anywhere, but they're going to that coffee place because they wanted to have a little bit of a laugh, yeah. you know, and just wanted to have a good time. Mm -hmm. and, and so I don't really have that like, like conflict because I don't, you know, I, I, I've always been in the opinion that, that I don't care what anyone else does to themselves. Mm. You know, if you take drugs or drink or, or cheat on your wife, whatever you want, yeah. that's your business. Yeah, that's, like, right? I completely agree. Right, and I, I, I would never, like, I would never be, like, in a situation where I'd be, like, because there are people where if they walk into a room and they'd see alcohol or see something, they'd immediately turn around and walk away. Mm. Right? And I've, I've never been that kind of a person because it's, I've never, mm. I didn't care. Yeah, 100%. I don't, like... Mm. I'm not, I'm not going to say that I'm the hu perfect human being. I'm not going to say that I'm the, oh, no, holier than thou. It's just that. That's not what I'm saying at all. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just fascinated because from a business perspective, because yeah, my mind is from a business yeah, world. Yeah, 100%. You're, you're, it, I've looked at the money. Sure. I've, people have literally pulled sheets, okay, and literally t told me, this is how much you'll be making Okay, out of rough calculation, if you go into this. Sure. If you go into this. This is what I'm fascinated about. Go on. Yeah. If you go on the other side of things, it's a much harder climb. Okay. Okay? Because the with alcohol, you're not drinking one drink, right? Sure. Okay? Like you're drinking one, two, three, four, five, six. Whatever. Go on. And there's a drink minimum. Okay. And the, the, ven the venue personally will personally pay pay you or give you a cut or whatever it is. Sure. Whatever okay. The... And all of that adds up. Absolutely. And if you own that comedy club, that revenue is astronomical. Okay. On the other side of the thing, you have to build that culture. You have to build that scene and you have to build that interest. And the and you can't have one coffee, two coffee, three coffee. Then your, your heart's about to explode. I agree. Yeah. Um, so you have to do it by entry free then. Yeah. That's the only way I can see that working. But you also have to understand there's a level of comfort. Sure. You see what I'm saying? There's a level of what I person, there's your values and what you personally, what I personally believe in. I'm not going to talk about the other guys. I'm not going to talk about anyone else. I'm going to talk about my personal self. Uh, I don't know what the future holds. I don't know what my views might be tomorrow. 
However, everyone has that level of themselves and their values and what they kind of have that once they've defined stepping outside of the of that comfort lever uh, comfort level might cause problems who knows maybe tomorrow i start drinking and i go like fuck it i'm, I'm not i'm not advertising <laughs> that at- <laughs> No, yeah. not- when you say statements like that, it makes me worry that you're hearing something very different than what I'm saying. Oh, no. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you 100%. But I'm also saying from my perspective, from my general, I'm trying to paint that picture for you as well. So, uh, and what I, and I'm, this is not the first time I had this conversation. Uh, I imagine so. Yeah. I imagine yeah. you have this all the time. <laughs> like, like it's the first, uh, it's like for business types, it's like maybe the fifth question. And it's like, what's your name? What do you do? How, oh, you're a comedian. What's your favorite com- uh, uh, comedian? Oh, why don't you do it in bars? <laughs> because it's just natural <laughs> assumption from yeah. from the brain is to go, yeah. hey, you know what? You have to pay for your bills in the end of the day. 100%. And right? I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that it's been 100% profitable to do it outside of that scene. But at the same time, I personally believe, especially with that stigma, and building a lasting culture, it is necessary. Can I interrupt you for just one second? Go ahead. I, this is an observation from, from the guests I've been having on the show. Mm-hmm. Something I've noticed that, that is wholly unique here in the Middle East, or maybe wholly unique in Bahrain. People here are not as much focused on the almighty dollar, which fascinates me. Really? Fascinates me. Because you, Sergio, um, Dina all said the same kind of things. All said, want to build a culture, want to want to build a community. Mm. Don't care about you know how profitable a venture is or not. I'm just here to make sure that I can bring people together. That's mm. not that's not something you hear in the Western Hemisphere. Really? That's that's like maybe you know like if 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 you have like a, a list, it'll be like number five or eight. Right, it's in 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 most of Western. It's all about maxim profit maximization. Mm. First day of business school. What did the business do? Profit maximization. Okay. So it's 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 fascinating on how how different these two cultures are, and your value assertions on what you do. Mm. Because I, I I can't imagine if I would go in 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 London or if I go to California or or to LA and I talk to a comedian there. I don't think they they say to me, oh, you know what? I'm doing this because I want to build a larger community. They'll be like, listen, <laughs> yeah. I'm here to earn my fucking thirty dollars and yeah, <laughs> live yeah, my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but that's that, also the thing, right? Fascinating. No, but I, I I will disagree with you on that one. Sure. Because, okay, so Joe Rogan. Who do you know? like? Who in association do you know of Joe Rogan? Uh, like personally, none. No, not personally. Like just out of what you heard or what you've seen or what you've heard just because of Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. Ari Shafir, Bert Kreischer, and so on and so forth. Sure. That, Tom Segura and so on. Joey on, Diaz. And Joey Diaz. Um, all these people. And they've been there from the very beginning. He brought those people up with him. Yes. Okay. So you've got other situations where it's like Kevin Hart has produced. No, uh, Dave Chappelle just recently produced a... Uh, Netflix special from a different community, uh, like uh, Earth Earthquake. Okay, uh, he's brought those people up with him. Uh, they've personally, they generally, it was, for them, they've already have that community. Mm-hmm. They already have that simple thing. And for them, it's generally, we're going to grow this out and see where it goes. Mm. 
but since I'm already at the top, I'm going to bring my friends with me. I'm going to bring the people that I personally value with me. Andrew Schultz makes this point in exactly in this podcast. You'll have to turn off the audio. He yeah. makes this point exactly in this podcast saying that Joe Rogan is not the standard. Joe Rogan goes to these comedians and helps pull them up. And what do you mean? In, in, in their career, in giving them opportunities, coming on to shows, on yeah. touring. He makes exactly this point uh, that, that Joe Rogan is the outsider in the comedy world. That the rest of the people in this industry are not trying to help you up. Yeah. Right? And, th and that, was, that was my point of what you were trying to say. Yeah. It, with the Joe Rogan part, is like, yes, because he is... He is the outside factor. He okay. is the other. He is the unusual yeah. of the usual. Okay, if that's the case, then, yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Then, oh, hundred percent. This is very un uh, unusual. But when you reach a specific level, you start to bring people with you, either or. It's yeah. not like, for example, Andrew Schultz started like helped uh, Akash Singh. Sure. Okay. Uh, who else? Uh, just recently, I have a, a friend of mine who's a Kuwaiti comedian, Ahmed Shimari. He's bringing up people because he wants. To, uh, he's known because he's that's uh, my Comedy argument. Central, Shawhead, sure. all those platforms. That guy, that guy is literally helping out pe people left and right, and like okay. trying to help that grow that scene. Keeping in mind, there is a there is a selfish intent, but everything that he does. I, I, Everything, I, regardless. I totally hear where you're coming from, but the, but my my this is exactly what I was originally saying. I was saying that Middle Eastern countries, specifically Bahrain, because this is my experience here, are more oriented to community. Yeah, and and it's a collectivism. And Andrew Schultz, by the way, he even makes that statement. He says because of Joe Rogan helping people out, now other people at his level feel like they have to do to give their dues. Yeah. And it, this, the, it, so it, it, you, you just posted about uh, Carl, what was his name? The comedian, Carl? Yeah, I know. George Carlin. George Carlin. Mm. He's never helped anyone up, as far as I'm aware of. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, Don Rickles hasn't helped anyone up, as far as I'm aware of. Mm. Uh, Bob Hope, uh, Johnny Carson, all these old-timers, <laughs> right? They, yeah, 100%. They'd, they'd push you down the cliff or push you down the stairs. They're, they're, they're not there to help you. Yeah. But, but here's the thing, right? Um, I'm going to talk from my perspective yeah, and yeah, what yeah, I've yeah. personally gone through. It's been five years with stand-up society. I've basically seen comedians grow and mature and uh, develop into their act, proper acts. And believe it or not, one of the, my proudest moments isn't me performing uh, or on a big stage or going out. It was seeing one of my friends go up in front of 800 people. Hmm. Uh, another like I have I have some of the other guys who are way better than me, way better than me by incredible means. Okay, every time I see them go up and do like an awesome set, that brings a little bit of happiness in in my heart. It, it, it makes me go like, because of him, we're gonna have that. Uh, he's gonna help other people, and I'm gonna help other. I'm gonna continue to help other people, and that that cycle generally tends to grow. And I think it just makes like you're 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 telling me like let's say you've never seen George Carlin bring anyone up or you've never seen uh, Bob Hope, uh, Bob Johnny Hope. Carson, yeah, all those people. A lot of them are miserable, dude. Again, I'm 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 not I'm not arguing against it. I'm just saying that it's a Middle Eastern thing and it's something to be proud of. 
Yeah, I'm, that's that's all I'm saying. I agree, and I'm adding on to the point. I agree. I agree. Good. Good. So we're we're both clear on this. We're, then. We're, on a, this is a podcast. We're adding on to each other's po- point. Okay. Good. Good. Okay. So, one hundred percent. And I think, just as how we as a society are, as a collectivist society rather than an individualistic society outside of Bahrain. Now I want to ask you, how do you feel about that? Like the, the difference between collectivist and individualistic society? It is a complicated question because like everything in life, it all depends on where you stand and your viewpoint is and how you're assessing something on, on what scale and what notion, right? Mm-hmm. Bahrain gives you or Middle Eastern society are willing to, 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 to offer you a greater deal of friendship, greater idea of community, of, of togetherness, mm-hmm. right? What you won't find very much so in the West unless you're going to some weird, like, small communities. However, when you're talking about opportunities from a financial perspective on your livelihood, the West got that in abundance, right? They're mm-hmm. all there about that hustle, that drive, and that making that almighty dollar. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not earning, you're failing. Yeah. Right? ABC, as that mm. famous quote goes, always be closing. Okay, that's right? a very sales term. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. That's mm. so. You, you're you're in the U.S. It's it, especially in the U.S. Not so much in the U.K. It's 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 having that persona, persona of success, the persona of of of, of always business focus, always business opportunities. If I go in the U.S. and I would do the show in the U.S., not only would it have a totally different outcome and reach. But the level of opportunities I would have would would be astronomical. I couldn't even it, 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 you couldn't even put it as a number format compared to the, to, to Bahrain. Because yeah. here in Bahrain, after I meet a host or a guest or whatever, they go, let's stay in contact, let's go for lunch, let's have coffee, blah blah blah, make friendship, great. U.S. On the other hand, it's like, oh by the way, you do this, my uncle, my cousin, my friend, my buddy, oh, he really? does this and this and this. Let me connect you guys. Okay. So there's it's a total different like like like. A drive for 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 achieving okay everyone wants to be resourceful everyone wants to be abundant everyone oh, wants to the american dream exactly Every, everyone wants to be part of success mm, okay and tom soya by the way he, he you're the comedian you mentioned he had a really good one-liner and he said that <clears throat> he once met a fan who said to him i'm your greatest fan and tom soya was like yeah 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 and he said no 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 i want you to understand that every time you're successful I feel like I'm successful because I was the one who recommended you to my friends. That's not something yeah, that, that would that would occur anywhere else in the world yeah. other than the US. It's really fucked up and weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you got going for your life that you recommended a comedian? What? Holy shit. But you know <laughs> what? It gets them through the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the, sure, that's on a creepier side of things. <laughs> well, not creepy actually. It, 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 it's it's humbling. It's 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 cute, you know, in its own thing. But at the same time, uh, that's when we get to obsession. But that's a completely different topic. I I, I completely agree. Uh, my personal take is, with a collectivist society, it's all all of us or nothing. Um, and in its own way, it's kind of like as follow like if i'm if i'm doing well it's all of us it's like we're all there for you we're all there and their definition of what good is 
like what is going well is. And if you're doing bad, you've just shamed all of us. That's interesting that you put that way because my cynical brain will not believe that for a second. Really? (laughs) Not even for a tiniest even dot. Okay. Well, no, I, I mean, in, 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 I think in the end of the day, you know, we are, we are not divine creatures. We're animals, right? Oh, we're part of the animal kingdom, yeah. right? And I think we're from a biological perspective and a Darwinian sense, we all want the three Fs, right? Mm. Fuck, fight, or flight. Mm. That's all there is, you know? That's what, you, that's what your DNA is set to. And if, if it comes between an option between you or him, you're going to fucking kill it. <laughs> There's no yeah. question about it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. right. And 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 so I, I, especially if you go to the more tribal, like no, there is that killer, killer kill in Shasma, uh, fight or kill or be yeah, whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. it is, fight or, or survival, flight. the survival of the fittest kind of mentality in the collectible society. But what I'm saying is, when it comes to achievement, we're all together. If if you see what I'm trying to say, but if it comes in the bad, it's more like you've just shamed all of us but it's more of a mentality and cultural thing rather than it is on the other side of perspective. If we're going to actually help you reach that achievement, we might, but it's going to be like, you're going to help me later on and down the line. Right? Interesting that you say that. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's your experience versus my experience. Mine is more Western. So obviously I don't have a lot of input on this, but I, I, I find it hard to believe that the community is so tight and, and, and maybe we can talk about, by the way, uh, the whole community society, uh, in a second because I'm really interested in oh, how that started and, 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 and how that grew and everything else. But, uh, you know, I, I always see it as, as, as if, if you disappoint the group, you disappointed the group. You're, you're, you've lost blood in your face as the expression goes in Arabic. Okay. So, so, but, but I think that people are very quickly to point fingers at. Yeah, hundred percent. Right and and so it's then you're not really a community if you're if you're <laughs> you know right you get what I'm saying if if someone fucked up you're a, a good community helps that individual out and that goes like you fucking embarrass those you son of a bitch yeah 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 no 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 that's exactly what it is so right. so I come from a very tribal uh, family mm. so my family is very tribal there's like yeah you know my cousins 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 okay. Um, and what, sh- well, what are we talking about? Bedouin or not that yet? We are, we're, I'm not going to say Bedou, but we're around that area. Like, but we're very tribal in a way where it's like, I, we know each other. And there's a huge sense of community where I know your father and you know my father and we know Shazma and we, uh, you come from this side of the, the tribe or you come from that side of the tribe. Um, and when I, when I personally see, see that, there comes a lot of like when they found out that I'm a stand-up comedian. There was a lot of backlash, actually. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, there was a huge backlash. Uh, not backlash more than we need to talk. What are you doing? This is not what we're generally, our, our traditions uh, and our culture and what we basically want to do. But what I personally hate and why I personally lean towards the individual society in that, in that regard is what are you, like you as a culture, I 100%, I love you as family, I love you what, what you've basically presented to me, but why am I going to be put in that box? Uh, well, I'm not going to put myself in that box because it makes you feel uncomfortable. I'm not going to put, put myself in that box because it'll shame the entire collect, collective. Okay, or I want to make my own mistakes as an individual. 
I want to be able to create my own uh, thing. I want to be able to grow myself in that specific regard. Mashallah, what kind of Western thinking are we having here? (laughs) 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 I'm I'm just saying, but there are good in that. There is good in the collectivist society uh, because a lot of individualistic society people are very lonely. And I think I've For seen sure. that from what I've seen. Like, what do you think? Do you see that loneliness? Yes, I guess. Uh, I mean, you're, 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 I think you're barking up the wrong tree with, with me because I live like a hermit already. Yeah, okay. Right? <laughs> so it's 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 never been like like a question. I mean, I, I had a last guest on, uh, Master Mo. We talked about this a little bit, and I told him, like, f- before I started the podcast, I had exactly zero friends. Mm. But I didn't care either. I, it, see it wasn't, I, was, I was more interested in working. Mm. You I know? I w- I w- every time there was a sale, every time there was something, every time it was, like, innovative, every time all my time was spent... I, I work like 18 hours a day. It was just work, work, work. Either I'm reading about work, I'm watching videos about how to do other work, or I'm, I'm working. That was all there is to it. So here's my thing, right? Sure. In a collectivist society, they want, like in a lot of people, when in collectivist society, they kind of, they want the best. They might want the best for you, or who, intention is behind everyone's, they their want own the best for family. Yeah, they want the best for the family. Yeah, actually, yeah, I can. Come on, let's let's be honest 100%. here. hundred percent. It's all about let's. W- What's not, best for the family? Let's fashion There is that level. Anna, I was shocked to find that I've got a lot to support. Also, on the other uh, side of the coin. But it, and the backlash wasn't as big as I thought it was going to be. But what I uh, what I'm trying to get at is, they might. Fuck! What was I saying earlier? <laughs> no, there was something. There was no. There was a point. That's that from really having too much Coca Cola. That's why it's fucking yeah. your brain up, son. Yeah. That's the no. problem. No, but there is a, a very important point. Uh, moving on, <laughs> moving on. There's no way to put it. But as a collectivist, uh, as an individual, mm-hmm. as an individual, and you might relate. I have that sense of accomplishment. They, yes, they might hold you down in fear of you taking that risk because. We want you to be safe. Go get that governmental job. Go get that speci- uh, that desk work. Go get married at 28 or 20, 29. Have that kid life because that's their definition of success. And if the whole collective is their definition of success, is that specific route? Mm-hmm. Okay. What tends to ha- What tends to happen is there's no that there isn't that innovation that you were talking about. There isn't that growth that you uh, you were mentioning. I per- personally had to. Fight. I still have to fight to keep the stand-up society going. Okay, I have to fight every single day, whether it's from comments or whether it's from general uh, guidance and and where like you need to go to this route or that route. And we'll get into the the society yeah, yeah, in a second because r- right now it doesn't make sense when somebody listens to it and be like, county society, they have to fight <laughs> comments. What is he talking about? You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, okay. So, so, so I understand that that because of what society demands onto you on what you should have or achieve or where you should be in a position of life or whatever else. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing worse, you know, being compared to somebody else who you don't care. Like I get that a lot from my family, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, but you know, Falan has done this and Falan has done that. And, yeah. And I'm like, well, that's good for Falan, but I, that's not what I want to do, and that's <laughs> what yeah. I'm interested in. A hundred percent. Do you know and, what I'm, you, you, I, I think we connect on this. Yeah. And the you know what the saying says 
Wrap your finger, everyone's going to give you this different medicine. Mm, mm, you're going to take every single medicine, you're going to die. Mm, 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 okay? Mm. Uh, but what I'm, what I'm worried about, what I'm worried about is for a lot of people, they fall into that trap where it's like if I go into the, in that realm and if I go into that specific uh, mentality of what the whole collective says, rather than what makes me happy is going to be a problem. A good example, a perfect example. I have five or six friends who are engineers. Mm -hmm. One of them is working as an engineer. Mm -hmm. And what does the stereo stereotype say? Mm -hmm. So he's working a bridge, huh? He's working a bridge. Well, no, the stereotype. That's a stereotype for me with an engineer is always working on a bridge. No, yeah. <laughs> Because you're actually in that realm. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> but like, you know, the Arabic stereotype, like yeah. the, oh, uh, doctor or engineer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doctor or engineer? Pick one. <laughs> that's the Indian thing as well. Yeah, yeah. that's like, it's very there, but you get my point in that you're not, you're, now there's an abundance of, of engineers. There are so many engineers that a lot of them can't find work where before like 20, 30 years that they might have be, been getting like like paychecks that are insane. Sure, sure. But uh, now the, the new one is uh, programming or the doctor still stands because... That, by the way, that I love what you just brought up because programming in my mind is, is at least in the West, already over the hill. You're mm. already on a downward slope in my opinion. Yeah. I think the, the next thing that is currently on the rise right now in the US, we might be reaching the peak very soon is content creation. That's I, I think in the U.S. we're we're getting towards the peak. Every 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 person has a podcast. Every person has got some sort of marketing business. Every person is 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 writing content. I think we're we're reaching dangerously the peak in the West, but that wave is still to come in the Eastern countries. That mm. wave is still to hit. I mean, I see now more podcasts being made than I did last year. Yeah. And even more and, and more than two years ago, because there was literally none. And when I started this thing, there were like five, if not four. Like in Bahrain. Yeah. In Bahrain, yeah. Bahrain. And then now I'm starting seeing it more and more pop up, which is great. You know, the more people do it, the more we can share and the more we can grow. I, I totally love that. And it creates competition. 100%. Right. And, and so I, I love that kind of shit. But I, th I think that wave is, is coming towards coming towards the Middle East. And that's going to take somewhere between five to 20 years. Mm. That's what I, I personally believe. I think stuff like like in-house as in as a local Netflix, as in like a company that is Bahraini or Middle or Saudi Arabia or Kuwait yeah. that that does content but supply. OSN I know exists. No, Shahid. Shahid. Yeah. But but I don't think they do enough local production. And there's going to be things that needs to needs to happen for that to occur. Mm. Right, you're gonna have the necessary talent pool. You're gonna have the necessary equipment. This mm. Things need to be in place mm. uh, to 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 allow something like that to flourish. But that's a question of of simply when rather than if. Mm -hmm. And and so 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 do you feel that um, fifty year, like right now? I think we have like fifty or sixty years of uh, catch up to the West. You're talking no about. no 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 no. We've had like theatrical or movie or television shows for almost 50, 60 years of history gro grown in the thea theatrical scene in, in the Gulf. It's on, on Saudi Arabia, no, not in Saudi Iran Arabia, for a very long time. No, in, in Saudi Arabia, it's like 10 years ago. 
Like, cinemas only existed for like six. I oh think. no, cinema is a different story. Yeah, I'm talking about like I'm talking about like TV. TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up in Saudi Arabia. It was black and white when I grew up. It was Quiz. black and white approved TV from TNT. I still remember, and I still remember the controversy with dishes and all that kind of stuff. Mm. You know, thirty years for you guys. I I from I remember growing up. I mean, I'm thirty now, yeah. but I remember growing up uh, watching Three Stooges. I dream a genie. Um, Tosh, but wait, Tosh Matash existed, yes, yeah. but I, I wasn't really exposed to, to Middle Eastern content, mm. uh, mostly because my parents are mixed race. So I'm mixed race, sorry. So my parents okay. are from different nationalities, mm. and so, so I, I was always watching like like American television, which was always black and white at that stage, mm -hmm. and it only changed until when I was like 14 or 15, and then. And then it went from like Three Stooges to yeah. like Looney Tunes. Yeah, <laughs> there was a huge like there was a huge switch up. I remember that. I was like, color. Yeah, I was like, what's going on? What's going on? <laughs> so here's here's the thing that uh, you, you know about the scene in Kuwait, how the theatrical scene in Kuwait is, right? Sure. Uh, I'll pretend like I do. Go okay. on. Okay. Uh, I would highly recommend you watch a I think a documentary uh, on Sh it's just, it's available on Shahid. It's about Hussein Abdul basically his life story and how he basically was able to be a front runner for um, plays and theatric theatrical activities in Kuwait and how that controversy that he basically had to deal with um, he's a huge fi like he as himself is a very huge fi figure and um, we lost sadly we lost him like two, two three four years ago but like okay. Um, overall, him as a uh, that generally shows you that um, his struggle and everything like that. But okay. because of that, they now have a actual university in Kuwait for theatrics and and, and acting and sure. drama. And uh, Kuwait is known as the media hub for the middle for the GCC. Everyone wa watches that for okay. almost sixty to fifty years now. You mean for 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 Middle Eastern content? Because yes. I would imagine that Kuwait right now, not Kuwait, sorry, that U UAE specifically Dubai is the hub for marketing content. Yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say something straight up. Go ahead and say whatever. The UAE's attempt for cinema is throw money at it. Yes. Yes. Which is. Perfect. That's exactly what we need. That's why you need to be there. I don't know but why you're not there. You should be knocking on doors. You have no idea. <laughs> this, this is another you thing. You have no idea. Definitely get into yeah, this. Yeah, but inshallah one day. Inshallah one oh, day. Oh, okay. Inshallah one day. If, if, uh, what I, if Bahrain doesn't work out, that's the next hub. They're doing shows daily there, by the way. Daily. So why aren't you there? Why I'm not there? Yeah. Because I still believe in Bahrain. Okay, okay. Sorry, yeah. sorry. We're getting... We're, we're, we'll yeah. go into that in a second. We'll go into that in a second. Okay. But uh, the UAE's uh, solution is throw money at it, where Kuwait is nurture the talent. Now, Saudi's uh, uh, attempt, uh, their aspect is how do we strategically work that into our system and, and bring up one, the Saudi... The, the Saudi artist, which actually is starting to grow, mm -hmm. and to leverage the the scene that already ex exists. NBC has been around for God knows how long, uh, and only that. playing American <laughs> movies. Yeah, huh? And only playing American movies no, for the no, longest no. time. No, 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 no. NBC have, no. two was almost always American yeah, but that's, movies. That, okay, but you also have to understand there's NBC one, NBC two, NBC three. Fair, fair, fair. Yeah, fair. NBC two is the most famous one though. Yeah, yeah, fair, 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 fair. Uh, for you. Yeah, fair, 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 fair. fair. <laughs> NBC one is like. 
top notch. Like take a look at the production value just on Top Shelf. Okay. Uh, just the production value, the the and level. Where's the Where's it filmed? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, Saudi Shelf. Arabia. Yeah. So wait, every every season is a different. Oh, okay. Look, look. Uh, but by the way, perfect person to bring on if you're able to get him. Mahdi Mahdi Tahiri. Okay. He's basically a contestant on that show. Okay. That man has a story. Okay. Um, so. He ends, like if you see the production level and value, I honestly highly recommend you get a subscription and just start looking into that stuff and looking at that. It's a lot more promising than you might be thinking, especially how, how much Saudi was able to, uh, and that general market was able to bring everything to get, bring everything together. And I think, uh, and, but you want to know what's also funny? The biggest talents are in Bahrain. You say that because you no. are in Bahrain. No, no, hear me out. A lot of the, the, the actors are Bahraini. Okay. Okay, yeah. A lot of the people from Bahrain, uh, from, there's a lot of bands in Bahrain, mm -hmm. a lot better than this. Like I've, talk, I've had a conversation with a friend of mine who is in a band, Modern Militia, who's actually helping in what we were, we're going to talk about in a minute. Mm. Uh, he told me like UAE, the scene is dead. Saudi is starting to rise. Uh, Kuwait, we d I don't know much. He doesn't know much about it. Mm -hmm. and, but Bahrain, like if I count you the amount of bands that are available here, the numbers are astro astronomical. Okay. Okay. But here's the bigger difference okay. between this and this. In Bahrain, we don't have a lot of support. Sure. I mean, I, I, this is something I keep hearing from a lot of entrepreneurs who are walking in here and we're talk, and they always say the same thing. Mm -hmm. They get put in, in here more than anywhere else, blocks in front of their road. Yeah. And 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 it, they always say, you know, if you make it, he, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. 100%. It's like it's like almost like the L.A. dream. But <laughs> but my my counterpoint to the, to, I mean, well, you made an interesting statement. I I'm without being too rude. I think there is a somewhere between a cognitive dissidence and a, a wish fulfillment or, mm. or, 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 or self-fulfilling prophecy, I think is the right word, because you look for Bahraini actors or Bahraini people who broke out, therefore it's you see them more, like owning a yellow car. No, the people who break out change their accents. The people who break out don't mm. necessarily, they say they're Bahraini, but necessarily, they're not necessarily... Speaking the lahja. Not even speak the lahja. They'll say they're Bahraini, but it's not necessarily their, their number one thing, and which is deeply heartbreaking. Well, I mean, where does where does the dose, where does he go and work? Saudi Arabia, mm. right? I mean, there is an Saudi? office. Like Khalid al Saudi? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. but he, yeah, he's true. right. He, he just, but he's Saudi, though. Oh, I thought he was Bahraini. No, he's half. Okay. He's half half. But he uh, grew up in Bahrain most of the time, right? Yeah, yeah. That's 100% the case. Okay. But he goes into Saudi Arabia to work. Yeah. Like you said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I'm giving credence to your point. And I think that, that, that uh, I mean, I, I do the podcast here because I have like a factory here and other such stuff. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I can, I can bet you dollars to, to, to donuts. I would be either in Dubai or I would be in Riyadh. Yeah. And, uh, as simple as that. The good thing about Bahrain is it's quietness. And that's the thing that like everyone's says and it's like calmness but we're not gonna get it i mean that's fine like but you're not 80 how old are you huh how I'm, old are you i'm 26 so there you go that's a fair statement to make if you're like no, in your 60s you're gonna be like you know what i just want to find a place where i can relax yeah <laughs> <laughs> no don't get me wrong i love i would just like, a couple of minutes ago we said i want to move to dubai yeah, sure but what i'm what i'm trying to get at is in uh 
and maybe the most like exactly what you said now you have to leave the country to become successful but why not have Bahrain be that hub because why not why not since we have this talent since we have that nurture uh, so since we have that uh, availability why do you have to go out of Bahrain to be famous a lot of people say the population a lot of people say so on so forth <laughs> <laughs> I just laughed for no reason <laughs> <laughs> but I think the major the major thing is there's nothing nurturing that talent I think it's it's a more complicated issue than necessary nurture I, I think it's it's a cultural thing I think there isn't as there isn't as much of a hub like you have in Riyadh or Dammam or, or, or Abu Dhabi or Dubai. Yeah. You, for, for something like that to occur, you, you need a hub. And uh, Casey Neistat, if you know who he is, yeah, of course. he makes an excellent point. He says, when you live in New York, the probability of you meeting someone who's, who's, who's simply extraordinary increases tenfold, hundredfold. Mm. Not only is it a hub that people want to go to, but because it's so packed in like a small space, mm -hmm. you're more likely to find them. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Your mind is somewhere else. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm just trying to remember the quote because Steve Martin, mm -hmm. he says, like he has a masterclass course about comedy in general. And he said, you go where the action is, a hundred percent. Um, but let's first talk about your whole comedy society. Is it a cult? Huh, a cult? <laughs> I caught you off guard with that one. <laughs> I didn't see that coming at all. <laughs> no. Okay, so what is stand-up society in general? And what, it, what is my journey with that? So I'm going to start with stand-up society, and then I'm going to talk about how I got there. So stand-up society, all it is, is our entire aim is to build up comedians and build a scene. Okay, um, it, the whole idea of it, the whole concept is to get people up on stage and constantly performing, working out and having material. Um, and one of the, or yani me seeing, we started out with five, six comedians. And now we're hitting 20, like around, 12 to 18 comedians. That's fine, but why did you start it? So why I started it? So I started it, what, personally, I love comedy. Okay. Um, through comedy, I was able to find my voice. Through comedy, I was able to understand a little bit of the world. I love the structure of comedy. I love the understanding of how things work. When, when it comes to comedy, performing it, being able to go in front of people and practice a set that I have, but for me to do that, I cannot do it alone, especially me starting. So, um, start having that, like having that community, like having a, a proper lineup of five different comedians. Okay. Allows me to be able to go up on stage because you can't have a one hour show with 50 people or a hundred people in the audience. And you're just starting for your first year which is little to no experience, okay? You need that community to grow. When I started, it was purely me um, in open mics and not open mics of comedy, open mics when it comes to poetry and music, 
So you can imagine that. And it's and for stand-up, it's a very selfish act. It's a very selfish um, medium. Okay. I moved on uh, through that. I moved on to making my own events. That that grew, and through that, we I saw five to six to seven, eight com- comedians, and then it just. Let me dig a little deeper into this because mm-hmm. a lot of people who are who are listening probably are in a similar situation and go, you know what? In my area, my town, and whatever, I would love to do stand up, but I, I'm 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 either shy or mm-hmm. there's not opportunity. And from what I'm understanding from from where you're coming from is that you created your own opportunities. 100%. Bravo on you. Thank you. Thank you. How, how, did you, how did you approach the menu? Did you just go to a coffee mm. shop and... Okay. So the best thing about it was it was a, an outcome of circumstance. Like okay. 100%. It's mostly luck. So the place that I was performing in shut down. Okay. And through that, uh, I was able to... Through that, I talked to a few, like I was literally at the coffee shop that I was in, which just opened, uh, Raven's Nest. I go to the owner, I said, hey, I want to do an event. It's like, yes. I'm like, you don't know what the event is. <laughs> Sergio, <laughs> like, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, Sergio al Halabi. He was super supportive and I was able to make those mistakes. And for him, he didn't mind me making those mistakes. He didn't mind me trying my hardest to, to grow into that. And the community was also in that realm. So you only performed in that local coffee shop for almost a year. Okay. And, and did you not reach out to other coffee shop owners or, or at the time? Sure. For comedy or open my both, uh, for com- for comedy. No, because even when it first started, it was for three, four people like doing comedy at the time. So it wasn't necessarily, it wasn't ready, but it was growing every single event we were doing. So for me personally, I was, we had a great deal with the Raven's Nest. People were equating the event to that venue, to that venue rather than outside. For me, it was more of, okay, that's fine. Let it be known as the Raven's Nest open mic. Let it be, let, it, let them have that specific event. So what you're saying is that you went with an agreement with Raven Nest that you wouldn't go and perform no, other places? No, 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 no. There was no exclusivity or anything like that. Out of, it I'm, was I'm, just things were going well. I'm I'm just wondering what why you didn't take your time to just go on Instagram whenever we're, you were in the bathroom or whatever mm-hmm. and just be like I'm just gonna look up coffee shops and I'm just gonna start messaging them. Now here's here's where that came in, right? Okay. We were having we were having fame. We were having promotion. We did barely little to no marketing. Okay, so Raven Nest so, took all that part onto us yeah, onto itself. Yeah, it was a complete partnership. I okay. produced the show. They were able to to handle the marketing and everything like that. Okay. So generally, there was no stand up society at the time. Okay. It was just purely open mics where it came to music. It was the same thing, music, poetry, and comedy. But through that, more comedians started to go up mm-hmm. uh, because I was also like hosting and actively saying those jokes and performing and everything like that. And more people started to take it upon themselves to do comedy. So once we got a lot more people is when stand-up society started to grow, uh, became a thing. And that's when we started going to this coffee shop, this person, this be, these people, these people, and these people. And it's actually really bad to jump venues because people don't, like, they, they don't equate, um, let's say, oh, I'm going to go to this coffee shop, right, uh, for that comedy scene. Oh, wait, what do you mean it's not here? Oh, I'm going to go, so- I have to go somewhere else? I don't know. Like, every time they switch and everything, it becomes more too inconvenient for them. 
for okay, people. Because I'm 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 like I'm just trying to understand this a little bit because if I was in your position, mm-hmm. great, you know, I've got a secure gig. I know, you know, Raven Quest, Ra- Raven Raven's Nest. Nest. My apologies, mm. sorry, dude. Um, mm. I knew that you know I got I got whatever. How often were we performing? Once a week, twice a week. There, then, then uh, it was a month, every month and a half. Okay, so I know on the books on my calendar once a month. I know I'm doing this place. Mm. I would have then actively taken my own time to go and message other coffee shops, mm. and and then say, hey, you know what? I'm willing to perform if you're willing to promote. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So I think for me at mm-hmm. the time it was one inexperience. And at the time, I was like extreme loyalty. Like the place was good to us. They're paying us. They're they're helping us out. I'm gonna. We're just gonna do it for here for now. Why I don't think for me, I don't think it was that big of a mistake. 100%. Very very Middle Eastern attitude, by the way. You what saw it, what you just it described. Loyalty. Yeah. That's very Middle Eastern. My uh, my brain was immediately like very, where where do I go next? Exactly. Like I gotta mm-hmm. I gotta chase that dollar. No, but for me, I think. Yeah, hundred percent. Like it would be nice to go this place, this place, this place, this place, this place, this place. But what I needed to do, what I what I personally needed to do, was learn how to manage events. Sure. Keep in mind, no experience in event management. Okay. No experience understanding of how events are usually run. Okay. Um, I was winging it half the time, and from that, I ha- I learned a lot of lessons, and I needed to to mess up. And that in a place where they were forgiving in that in that regard, other places wouldn't have been forgiving. So if I put together a venue hypothetically, which I do want to at a later stage, mm-hmm. would you be willing to come and do stuff? Yeah, sure. We can we can work something out. Hundred percent. But, but, yeah. but, but, but what I my plan to do is once we hit about like fifty to seventy five percent, seventy fifty to seventy people locally in a show in Bahrain. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd oh, like comedians! Not just comedians, but mm. just every walks of life, business owners, everything else. Yeah, I'd uh, I'd probably rent out either a restaurant or or uh, a hotel like like lobby, not lobby. You know the the wedding room or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. And 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 just in and in order for mm. for all the guests who have been on able to meet each other potentially, mm. and just you know for opportunity's sake. Hundred percent. I see what you're saying. So here's what I, I want to bring up is it started out there sure now it, it's expanding to um Darsin cafe there's a new part uh, venue partner we just uh, uh did a deal with uh, u kings there are other spaces as well that we basically talk to and try to do things with we had an exclusive uh show with uh, new york coffee mm-hmm. which was literally just a because uh, they handled everything of the event all the expenses of the event everything thing like that uh, the only other person that actually did that was Raven's Nest. Okay. Okay. So they were so we gave them an exclusive show, which is like a talk show kind of thing. We had like four different comedians, and it was just like a bunch of questions, either from the audience or presets, and it was, had a different theme. Uh, so we're not necessarily loyal to a specific place, but here's the good thing about us recently: is we're bringing numbers. Okay. Which is so. Amazing. It's a lot of uh, uh, negotiation power with that. Not just that. Yes, 100%. My brain again. (laughs) Yeah, no, 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 no. So true. It gives me so much more leverage. But not just that. If you, it shows venues that if you're loyal to us, you get rewarded. 
where before I didn't have that luxury. Of course, you were just starting off. And how long did this period take between when you started and reaching now where you it are now? It took COVID. It took COVID. COVID. No, it took COVID yeah. for us to reach that level. How so did that work? Just explain. So, sorry. So when, it fir- when we first started Stand Up Society... Um, we're not yet at Stand Up Society. We're, we're In my head, sorry. Yeah. We, we, you just finished Raven Quest, Raven Nest. Yes. And, and you're just a year into it. Yeah. You made some friends. Mm-hmm. Then you started reaching out, or they reached out to no, you for, for. We full on. I now this is this is me my impulsiveness, and this is what a lot of the management as said society now hate about me. I literally went up on stage and announced we're starting a comedy club. Again, fine. No, no, on Raven in Raven's Nest. We're okay. still at Raven's Nest here. Okay. I literally went up on stage and went like, guys, we're doing a comedy club, and it's like, so do you have a plan or anything? Nope. <laughs> and how big was the crowd at the time? 200 people. Okay. So people, there was accountability there. Okay. <laughs> so I'm like, shit. Okay. I need to do something. But you, did you speak over with other comedians at the time, or was this no, just this like impulsiveness? Just like, oh my god. I just, go, I'm just gonna go, guys. We're doing it. We're gonna learn. Even the comedians are like, oh my god, we're doing it. <laughs> okay. 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 So, <laughs> okay. so I, 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 so I was like, so I just sit down. And the show ends, and I'm like, and I'm with my business partner, and and he's like, so, how are we doing this? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, we'll figure it out. <laughs> and then I realize, holy shit, there's a lot more to this than I thought. And I remember, I was sitting next to, with someone who was supposed to be this uh, business guy, and he understands and everything. And he's like, yeah, but you need to put on 100. This is how you do things, and this is how shizma. Uh, later on, I find out it's that bullshit. it's bullshit. It's a hundred percent bullshit. It, like he tells me, we're going to help you. We're going to give you your money. We're going to give you this. We're going to do this. And it's your passion and your story that pushes us and pushes what we think. I and then literally, so often that's and I'm like, and I, and I eat that shit up. I'm like, yeah. Oh my Why God. Is it so often that I hear the same story again and again <laughs> and again. Whenever somebody comes and, and promise you like like heaven from mana, then you should fucking like keep your eyes open. Be like, you know what? This doesn't seem real. <laughs> no, no, no. For me, I'm like, oh my god, this is so great. Okay. I like I was, I kept and, I, and and it was so and I gave him all the leverage. Oh my god. I, I I'm like, oh yeah, I don't I don't know anything about business. I don't know anything about business. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna help you. And it's like, and oh I'm god. like, oh god. And it's like, and then and it's like, but you need to put 110 percent. I'm like. It's like you can't do two things a job and this like can do two things a job and this and it's like and then I go and I like that night I quit yeah now you're now you're stuck no hold on hold on hold on I, I was a uni student at the time so I had that lever- I had that ability to do so yeah so <laughs> so I the next day he calls up, hey, buddy, how are you? You're lucky you got a call back. Yeah, he's like, I, 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 I talked to the board of our company, and they said they're not interested. Right. And I'm just sitting there going like, oh, shit. <laughs> At least he didn't sign any papers or anything oh, like that. Oh, no, 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 no. Thank God. No, I learned that, le- I, I learned that lesson early. Okay. Not, not in fucking up, just generally like in understanding. And I had people around me that made sure that, okay chill in that regard so are you gonna try to unionize comedy like they do in the u.s not not to that extent i think it's a good idea I what think do you what do you mean but like we don't have unions generally here right yeah there is alba has a union alba yeah like the really 
Yeah, Alba has a worker union. Them. Them. No, the company, uh, their staff has a union. Yeah, their staff has a union. Yeah. So why don't yeah. you guys make a comedy union? What do you think Actors Guild is? What do you think the comedy guild is? I need to understand what a union is. <laughs> All right. So basically yeah. what, what, what the actors or union guild is, it, it basically mm. protects the actor or comedian uh, uh, mm. from, from, from mm. bad decisions, bad business uh, dealings. Mm. The, the bad side of it is that you have to pay, buy into the guild. And I think that yeah. the, the, the price for comedian is $3,000. Oh shit! Okay. Thousand five hundred BD that you have to pay once, I think, but I could okay. be more. Can you double check that for me? Um, co the comedy union or, or guild or actors guild? It's one of the two. And yeah. so they basically like help you with negotiations. Uh, they basically this like. This is once a year, yeah, or once a month. Uh, U.S. It's definitely not free. I don't know where you put the comedy guild free. Uh huh. It's either Comedy Guild or it's, it's the... I know there's the Actor Society. Mm. Writers got Guild, Guild of American, American West. Oh, okay. Credit writers received 12500 mm. So, yeah. So, yeah. Okay, that, that's interesting. That, so, it is expensive. So, I, I guess that's something. But first, we need to be profitable and... The scene well, is just growing, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the, 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 the way the union is, is profitable is because they get, like, marketing and people donate mm. and stuff like that. So, so that's how that functionality works. Yeah. I, I, will, I won't that's lie to you. Yeah. I'm not an expert. See, an yeah. additional members pay 1.5% of all, earning, all, earning, all individual earnings. And basically, if you're not part of the union, the Screen Actors Guild, mm. you don't get a job. No one will hire you. Yeah, yeah. So there's, there's that, like, okay. there's that agreement. So for you to be able to achieve that, you would have to talk to coffee shops and, and stuff like that. Yeah, 100%. So and be like, you don't hire anyone who's not a part of the guild. Yeah, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. No, but overall, that is, that, that is maybe something in the future. It's actually a very great idea. But at the same time, we need to have comedians to begin with. I didn't come up with it. <laughs> no, but no, no, but no, but you kind of tied those two together, right? Right now, all stand-up society is is events. All we do is literally just events uh, for the audience member. I for, can I can put you in touch with a guy who does who does events. His name is Sharon, I think. Okay. Um, I don't remember what his company's called. Sorry, Sharon. Um, <laughs> But yeah, he, he, he was also on the show and he, he does like, like, uh, but it's mostly for British and expats. So okay. I don't know if that would be something you'd be interested in, yeah. but it's like quiz nights and, and parties and stuff like that. Okay. Okay. Why yeah. not? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So, so back to the, so yeah. you went there, you went to the stage, you said, yo, I'm going to start this comedy yeah. society. I had no idea what was going on. Why would you want to do that anyways? Uh, what did you think the comedy society no, would No, I be? was, okay, so here's the thing. I, I didn't say society. I said comedy club. Okay. It's just that um, Khalid Dosari. Okay. Uh, basically just changed, like he created a group for some, like for a, one specific event that he was approached for. And change and just wrote stand up society. I was like, yeah, let's let's use that name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it just happened to be there, and we just. Uh, he, he also used to do a podcast, I think, called Bedouin something. Bedouin right? banter. Yeah, Bedouin yeah, banter. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
I don't know what's the status on that, but like I, I really wish he go, goes back to it, inshallah, one day. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do check it out. There, there are some great episodes that still stand to this day. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't. I, I think mm. you guys. I don't know how many episodes of Hey. I think it was mm. like twenty plus or something like that. Mm. But he's good. Yeah. Yeah, it's really entertaining. Now, uh, that that aside, uh, that happened. We were able to um, start the co- first couple events. There were up to 20 people in the audience. There were uh, there were events that were like that had seven people in the audience. Sorry. Yeah. We, we, this is you. You go. You 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 shout out. We're starting this group. Mm. Then meet this business partner. It fucks. It doesn't work out. This specific not business partner. Like uh, sorry, the f- financial guru. Whatever. Or, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so then next stage is how are you getting these 20 people in? Are you contacting these coffee shops and saying like, hey, you should hire our group? So what happened was club? we talked to a specific venue Sure. that also isn't available right now, isn't how, around right now. Okay, and how did you reach out to them? By through Instagram? Just, th- yeah, through Instagram. Okay. Just contacting them like, hey, here's what we want to do. Here's what we sh- uh, we're trying to aim for. Uh, we want to do X, Y, and Z. Sorry, I'm being so precise because I'm imagining that whoever's watching this oh, segment 100%. is probably sitting there being like, oh, you know what? I'm in a situation in life where I don't have a place to perform or whatever mm. else. Okay. So they can like kind of okay. discover what allowed you to create your okay. opportunities. Perfect. That's why. Okay. Ah, uh, I see where, where you're coming from. Okay. So that's perfect thing. What I, what I, what happened with that specific event, like the first couple of steps were, were as follows. I lost that person. I lost lost that person's um, contact. That person doesn't want to work with me anymore. Great. So I had another op, but I still wanted to move forward. Mm. So what were the options to moving forward? I contacted I contacted venues, mm. and I wanted to do outside of Raven's Nest just because in that two major things. I wanted to be its own thing, mm. and the second uh, second of all, um, we were. I wanted to communicate with different venues and see where we can do and we can do more often because mm-hmm. Raven's Nest had that limitation where they could only do a month and a half and that gap grew and grew at, uh, later on. Sure. Not, not because, um, not because they weren't willing just because they as a business have people expenses, coming in, they have expenses. No, they were making money through the events, but there were people coming in and there were people like, uh, taking tables and us doing these events takes away those tables. And based on, th- there are days which the, like there were seasons where they were like, we can't afford to close uh, a day. We'd be losing a shit, like a shit ton of money. So that's one as- aspect that wanted us to go. Like we need to diversify and try to go out, out, out possibly even try to see where we can strike deals outside and possibly grow through that. We started out with our first event. We had, uh, I had a support of a really big, uh, comedian from Saudi, Mm -hmm. uh, had the support in the beginning, in the beginning. And generally we kind of went our own ways uh, and just like creatively. Naturally it happens. hundred percent. Uh, but in the beginning he was really like supportive in the matter of you should try doing, doing this or contacting this, or he would promote us ourselves. That's not a given, but if you reach out, people tend to, people tend to actually give back. So one of, 
one of the biggest moments, which I'll get into later, uh, is contacting Ahmed Shimari. And we'll get to that story later. We did a couple, so because that big celebrity from Saudi uh, shouted us out, uh, people from Saudi started contacting us and said, hey, we want to perform. Like one person came actually came over all the way from Riyadh to come perform and, uh, and on our very first event. Which makes a lot of sense. Five hours away, nobody will know you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <poor> <laughs> hey, she, she wanted... <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That actually makes a lot more sense. <laughs> so, uh, she got... So, we were able to set up the scene and I had, and I didn't do it alone. Keep that in mind. I had people behind me. They thought I was stupid, but the other comedians helped me, whether it's performing themselves, which I don't like saying that I'm stand-up society. Okay. It's a whole community based. Okay. The comedians go up, they practice, they work hard and they go up and they perform. And more and more, you sound like a guild. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you can say yeah, we help each other. And I think that that sense of community is very important. That's why it's stand-up society. Okay. Okay. That okay. that whole thing, we us helping each other, help yeah, and he helps us helped us grow. So and they all huh? Uh, sorry to interrupt you, but but other because you just mentioned equipment, other than petrol for your car, mm -hmm. mic and a speaker. Do you need any other equipment? For as a stand-up comedian? Yeah. No. Chairs, okay. but usually the that's venue. from the venue, right? Yeah. Because when you said equipment and and monetary things, that's why I was like, well, well, okay. What do you mean? When did it? Just a second ago, you said equipment. Okay, we, we can't roll it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it is no, what it is. but yeah, equipment. You don't need much, but the comedians themselves were helping out. But when managing the equipment, when it, like let's say, um, oh, maybe I said that's what what I'm trying to say is like managing the equipment. There's the audio equipment. Like, so I had, a, uh, my business partner is the audio guy. Okay. So the audio guy of the event, he's personally helping me with the strategy of every, okay. everything and helping me with the event itself. So, so if you don't mind me asking, how much money have you spent into Overall? the enterprise? Sure. You I, don't have an exact, I don't have an exact number, but if I was going to give a ballpark, one to one, uh, 1,500. Okay. And, and did you make back already no. or you still? No, we're still in red. We're still in red. At that time, by the way, sure. it, we were losing on every single event. So why were you losing money in the event other than time spent? Other than time spent because we were, all, we were renting our equipment. Okay. There was a marketing co uh, cost. We're no longer in Raven's Nest right now. So that, that, those costs come back to us. There okay. was also, other than time, we're not going to get to time spent because that's actually a thing. There was the... Uh, there was a marketing cost that it's not that exuberant of a price, but it adds up. No, no, I'm just fascinated mm. because, because from, from my perspective, mm. if I was in your position, right, mm. I'm thinking microphone speakers, that's going to microphone. Oh, uh, we also paid for photographers, uh, to come and take pictures for the marketing, okay. uh, marketing material, which actually helped a lot in the beginning. I can imagine. Yeah. But, but okay, sorry. So, so my head, I was thinking, well, how much is a speak, how much is a microphone, a cheap microphone is like five BD. 
How much is like a speaker? No, you wouldn't be paying that. You wouldn't be getting that one though. Well, sure, okay. yeah, yeah. sure, sure, sure. Because you want to make a quality production. Mm. But this, I'm just thinking about like my head. I need a bootstrap. I need to like get performing, right? Yeah. Get myself a shitty mic, five, ten, BD, whatever. Get myself a, a, a big speaker if I can get one secondhand, mm. either through Facebook or through friends or whatever. Yeah. That might be additional thirty-five BD, maybe forty BD, depending. You know. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. One of those. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like wh whatever those like boot boot boxes. Yeah. Whatever they things were called, right? And then I'm just thinking in my head, then I contact these 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 venues and I offer our services and say, you know what, we can guarantee if you hire us, bring us in, you're gonna get X amount of people in through your front door. Yeah. Right? I'm by the way, I'd lie. You that don't you don't guarantee anything. Exactly. You don't guarantee jack shit. Exactly, exactly. I because I would guarantee I would my, the way I would say it, it was like, listen, I can guarantee you it's gonna be it's gonna be more than what you currently have sitting. <laughs> Which could yeah, be one, yeah. it could be zero. Because no, that's something we've done recently, right? This mm. is one of the things that we were doing. I have a show tomorrow that's in that vein. Mm, mm, mm. So uh, new new restaurant barely has anyone that uh, anyone there. They're trying to get people through the door. This is maybe the most important thing for someone who's like like you mentioned, just starting, trying to grow and something. It's a beneficial relationship. Okay. It's both sides need to benefit. Sure. What am I benefiting? People are getting stage time. Sure. Okay. I'm getting that stage time. I'm getting that time. Okay. Uh, people, people know who I am uh, and all of that. What is his benefit? Marketing people through the door. People are buying, uh, buying food as a restaurant or, or a coffee shop or whatever it may be. Okay. In Kuwait, what they did was they contacted malls and said, Hey, give us a, a storefront that is empty and that's not being rented and we'll bring people through the door. And you, you don't think something like that would work here in Bahrain? Or oh, 100% it would work, but at the same time... Uh, you lack the wasta to get it done, you mean? That's one. The second thing is, uh, and this is maybe the, the biggest one, is for them in Kuwait, it didn't work out. Okay, we'll go in a second more into that. Yeah. Sorry, I, I got you on the whole tangent. Mm. So so you, you spend about 1,500 BD, you're going to these venues, you're messaging them, uh, your your associated costs, blah blah blah. You got a this photographer. Is five years though. Yeah, yeah. yeah over five years. Yeah. Okay, but you got a photographer coming in. He's taking good pictures. You're marketing well. Whatever. Yeah. And and were you being paid by the venue as in a percentage of of, of, of sales? Uh, so that's where the the ill experiences sure comes from. You're so offering your service for free. We were no, we were charging tickets. Okay. And no one knew who we were. <laughs> <laughs> Sure that that becomes a soundbite. I want to have that as a story piece. <laughs> Sorry, you don't realize how funny that is because <laughs> that is a statement. It's just beautiful. We were charging tickets, but nobody knew who we were. <laughs> it's a fantastic, like, just a one liner. <laughs> that's brilliant. Yeah. Oh, that's really fucking brilliant. <laughs> so, yeah, Khalid would laugh as hard, by the way. <laughs> Because he told me that's a horrible idea. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to be rude. I, <laughs> no, no, no. I just oh. saw your. I just saw how I broke your heart when I was laughing. No, like that. but I was like, nah. Wait, is it? Is this for real? <laughs> Sorry, that's so funny to me. That's so funny to me. No, but it, it's true. <laughs> it's so funny to me. But you got. You got to start somewhere, right? I agree, but the arrogance of being like, listen, we'll charge tickets to people who don't know who we are. I just love it. 
And it actually came and bought us in the ass, actually, believe it or not. Yeah, I don't doubt it. <laughs> Sorry. I love it. I love it. I love it. And the amount of just... I, you know who would love this soundbite more than you? Oh, Khaled, he was like... He was champing. He was like, what the fuck are you doing? You're shitty and you're fucking charging five years. I wouldn't say you're shitty. I think you're no, a pretty no, no, funny no, no. guy. No. We were bad. We were charging tickets. <laughs> And we were open mic level. There were people that were like, boom. Yeah. But we were bad. Okay. So, okay. I mean, you, you, mm. you pay for the attempt, right? Yeah, but that's not the thing. People, if it's one bad show, will ne might never come again. And we'll talk and say, you guys aren't that great. And that's generally what happened. I think what you what you fucked up though, on hindsight, which is easy yeah. for me to say now, mm -hmm. is I would have promoted it as as an enterprise that constantly has new comedians coming in and out, yeah. right? So so that you're watching an experimental show, yeah, rather than like a collective of people. One hundred percent. Sure. That is exactly what happened. Like later on, but in that specific time, we faced a difficulty in bringing in comedians or people trying to, to constantly go up. And generally people came, there were, there were shows that were just heartbreaking for me because we were, for, no, it's, huh? <laughs> sorry, sorry. I just imagined it in my head, just somebody paying five BD and coming in and then just some poor guy, just, it's just flat. It's just flat. And that to me is the funniest thing in the world. Being able to sit to that audience and seeing a joke not land. That frustration, that angst on that person. That's what makes me laugh. <laughs> Sorry. The thing is, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're really not wrong. And dude, it was, and I'm, I'm not, I'm just gonna like straight up be real. There were, there was a show and this was the most painful show I this is this is why it was a 1500 BD. Okay. You uh, fucked up that big? Yes. I pen I spent almost I think 300 BD, 300 400 BD on one event. <sighs> okay, what 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 went through your head? Let me let me explain. It's $700 by the way for people watching. Yeah, let me let me explain. This was a big fuck up. Okay. Okay. So we had a venue Okay. That was very arrogant. That wasn't willing to promote, and they were just expecting the thing to come in. Uh, they wanted a cut of the tickets. They wanted everything, and for us, we were just like, for me, I had a difficulty saying no at the time. Mm. I had a huge difficulty in saying no. At the Why time. didn't you let your business partner take care of that part? Uh, he doesn't handle that part of it. Okay. He handles other the audio other part, and that's it. The audio, the production, the. Uh, like basically strategic pla planning of things now. Okay. At the time, it was just my show. Okay. Um, you and a group of friends you're talking about, right? It was me running the business side of things. Okay. And the other guys were performing or helping out or in different aspects. Okay. 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 So here's the problem. I, I spent that money on social media uh, influencers. Mm-hmm. I spent it on a agency to help me with the recording and everything. Okay. Um, and I spent uh, also a deal with an online booker. Basically, okay. you can buy tickets through a specific uh, website. 
and all of that equate like it was just cost after cost after cost and i was like you poor soul yeah it was so painful no 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 here's the worst part 10 people showed up now here's the how, how many people booked tickets the, the 10, 10 people, people. And how, 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 like, how long did he have the promotion running? Um, two weeks. Whoa. Okay. And are you, sh did you, did you like, I think if you don't mind me saying this, I think one of the key issues could have been that the influencers you, you, you. No, the PR was horrible. We were known as the shitty comedians. Okay. No, that's one of the major things. The other things is we did it in Ramadan. So it was literally the worst time to do it. And did, did you have no one who was like backing up and being like, yo, you know what? I was very stubborn back then. Okay. Okay. Now I just, uh, <laughs> but before, but you, you oh. had a problem saying no, no, no. That's a weird, <laughs> that's a weird mixture. No, when it came, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. And then I would just turn around and do something else. Okay. So, uh, and like when I, it was. And they were like, so they weren't necessarily telling me, no, stop this. They were like, it was more like, hey, Abud, like, are you sure? It's like, yeah, yeah, no, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. <laughs> so that's, oh, now here's, now the day of the event, right? Mm -hmm. The day of the event, five comedians. Okay. Sorry, one, one of them breaks their leg. Okay. That he's the host. Okay. So I go up as host. And I'm doing well. I'm doing fine. I'm doing okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. You're gonna, you're gonna die of laughter then. No, I just find that funny. Like, not so much your friend break your leg. I mean, you know, I feel bad for that. That, that is, that is a shitty situation to be in. I broke my leg. It is what it is. But <laughs> like the idea in your head, I did pretty well. There were ten people in the crowd. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> that's fucking funny. <laughs> that's pretty fucking I funny. I was doing well. So, <laughs> ten people in the crowd. Hold on. I was fine. It was like they were laughing. Yeah, but those ten people were your friends and family, weren't no. they? Oh, no, 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 they okay. were like. Thank God. <laughs> just extended parents. No. Oh God, it just it just became worse. Five of them were one of the other comedians' friends. It <laughs> 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 was what? Woo! No, they were, they were honest. Oh so, my God. So here's what happened. Uh, I got a migraine. Go one on. guy goes up, bombs. <laughs> Another person goes up, bombs. <laughs> and how many were left of the 10 people? Did they not just get no. up? No. What is going on with their lives? They, okay. they were like, oh. We're, we paid the 5 BD, so we're going to sit through this. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's impressive. And another person goes up. He also bomb. And it just, it was just like, no one was doing well. No one was doing well. I, f I feel like that's such a missed opportunity, especially as having re a reputation of being like terrible comedians at the time. I would have leaned not that hard. Oh, I would have were, but it wasn't a comfortable, it was, it was such a comfort. Like in the beginning, it was funny, but then it just became uncomfortable. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, because like leaning onto that. Exactly, because became... I can I can imagine people coming just to see a bad show. People oh, do that. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
That's true. Right? And, and, and like, I, I came here to see a train wreck. So, <laughs> so that happened. Okay. And, and then how did, the, how did the gig end? Did you all like high five? No. <laughs> no. That, let, me, let me put it in this way. You know those horrible diner scenes where you're just sitting there and it's like, what the fuck just happened? Uh-huh. Like in 3 a.m. in the morning. Uh-huh. We were there. We went to like... A restaurant and all the comedians, like two or three of us were just sitting there going like, did that really just happen? (laughs) Did that really just fucking happen? Dude, you are going to be, you have no idea. You're going to be famous one day. You know that, right? You are definitely going to be famous one day. You can't have stories like these. (laughs) And and then then realize how great that is as a story. Because in my mental image, I have a guy who's in a wheelchair with a broken leg sitting at a round table with you guys. (laughs) No, that didn't didn't work so well. That is brilliant. Okay, so after that... We had like three, f- we stopped. <laughs> we stopped. We took three months and we went back. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay, you didn't learn your lesson after three months, okay? Okay, we did four shows. <coughs> good. <coughs> it, they were like, okay, this is getting better. This is getting good. Okay, we're doing well. Perfect, let's, okay. Pause, everyone. We're gonna take a, like a month break and then we're gonna come back. COVID-19 Dead. hits the scene. <laughs> So what, what was the difference between the bad show and a good show? Did your material just connect better? Okay. So, so, okay. How do you, that what transition do you, what do you happen? Do, so there's, there's, there's good shows where people are just doing well. Sure. They're actually going up. They have practiced material. And then there's a bad show where five people bomb. Sorry. You're just, the face expression he gave me made me laugh. Okay. <laughs> so. It's like five people bombing is, is a terrible show. Uh-huh. It's, it's just awkward for everyone involved. <laughs> there's, there's, there's too bad that it's good, and then there's this painful. Uh, that's, fuck, how do you not have a soundtrack of crickets, crickets just... Like, just being ready? Yeah. Oh, keep in mind, everyone's working. Like, now we don't do that. We'll never, I'd never do that to a comedian. Okay. We'll just let them do what they're doing and just hope to God that everything goes well. But sure, if we were doing a gong show, which is basically literally someone goes up for a minute or two um, and then get, gets kicked off, like those happen and we might do that in the future. Roasts might be really successful. We've, done, ro- we've done a roast, mine. Yeah. And, it, went, <laughs> when? and it, it, was, it was fucking livid. It was like the best show we've ever had. So maybe maybe that scene. That's that something that we might do. That's something that we might do later on, and like a weekly roast or something like that. Yeah, like there are roast battles that people do, and I think we might be taking that format because one of the things that Snap Society does outside of stand-up is variety shows like that. Or it would be a good idea, maybe, is like reaching out to the greater audience that they could book or or buy like a roast for like as a birthday gift or as a as something like mm. that, like that they would like tell you information about that individual. Mm. And then you guys could roast him for like that would be minutes. fun. That would uh, that we wouldn't mind doing that. We Two do minutes. we do corporate gig. we do like paid gigs where basically we we go into a specific venue after they, they they've requested us and like those kind of events we do them and we wouldn't mind doing the, the stuff like that. Yeah, honestly. Like I could I could imagine like like if I had a brother that I would both loved and disliked, mm. I would have made I would have definitely hired you guys to like show up on his to come yeah. on a birth like I would, I would, like for his birthday or for something. Yeah. 
I'd be like, hey, you know what? I got some comedians and they're here to roast you. Yeah. And like, right? And then yeah, you, yeah. you guys are like, oh, so it's like. Here's where things start to change though. After COVID. Literally in the middle of COVID, we were like, we're never doing this again. <coughs> we're quitting. We're, we're done. What were you doing then as a job then? I was a programmer. I, I graduated university. Okay. At the time, Stand Up Society, when I first started, was all while I was in university. I graduated. I started working as a programmer. I, start I feel like this should have maybe been asked at the beginning of the podcast, but okay. <laughs> 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 all right. So you're a programmer. What are you programming? So what I personally program in is Angular, Swift. Okay. Uh, I've also done uh, MongoDB, like backend MongoDB, Node.js. Um, I've also worked like a little bit. Uh, so what are the other things? Like I've done backend as a service stuff with Firebase and um uh, amplify uh, aws amplify okay yeah so the full uh, i'm scratching i'm scratching my head because i'd imagine that most hr when they ask you do you program they just want to hear yes i don't think a lot of them will be like no not the hr so the hr is so most programming companies they won't go through the hr yeah so what they would do is generally would uh they would add, hr's part is is it a culture fit oh okay Okay. They're not doing hiring and firing because that's normally what. No, HR they do does. hiring and firing, of course. But they go like, is he a, like during the interview process, he's a culture fit or not? Okay. And then they bring in uh, a tech person, test him out, do whatever you need to do, see if he's a fit for our company, and then like, does he is he able to do the job? Okay. That person leaves. They basically continue to have that conversation. So that's usually how things go with most other programming companies. Okay. So I, 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 here I'm about to quit. Okay. Do you want to keep that in or you want to cut that out? Oh, no, 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 no. No, sorry. Uh, comedy. Quick comedy. Okay. Yeah, keep that in. That's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, I'm about to quit comedy. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going to focus on my job. I'm going to, this is, it'll be too hectic to do both. And uh, I end up taking a trip to Lebanon. And I did a show there. And that spark came back. Okay. That like, I was like, what am I thinking? I'm Were never charging five BD again in that show for no 15, 15. Okay. Yeah. And people still didn't know you, but they were willing to pay for 15. 100%. So maybe the problem is location rather than no, price. but here's, here's what happened. I thought the same thing. So here's what happened. I know, but Lebanon, they're literally going through an economic crisis right now. Yeah. But they need, a, they need a reason to laugh 100%. and they're a hell of a lot more Western than, than a lot of other countries in the middle East. Touche. Touche. So, that that ha so I came back to Bahrain, and I started working. I tried. I started going out and asking every venue in the in the country. Okay. All our previous venue owner like partnerships that we had are either closed or are refusing to pick up the phone. So you had a clean slate. So we had a completely new. So I, so I had to work again and try to find something. Sure. When I finally found something. But they you didn't have the reputation anymore stuck with you as being the bad comedians. No, we're yeah we're still there. Everyone still knew us as the bad comedians. Oh, okay. But so here's what everyone is a strong word, but yeah, go on. No, okay, not everyone. Either people didn't know us or they knew us and they're good at it. <laughs> now, we finally did a we finally did a show. After two years. In Bahrain, that is. And I literally remember the moment the tide changes changed. So it was one person going up for the first time. They did okay. Second person, they did also okay. Then I go up. Remember, I was... Okay, so 
one of the people that were at the time mm-hmm. were bad, notorious for being bad, mm-hmm. were me. Mm-hmm. Everyone knew me as the shittiest comedian in Bahrain. Mm. So I go up. I'm surprised because you're making me laugh. So that's the ch- that. So things change. I started practicing, started writing more, started doing a lot more improv. I started working on myself in that regard, mm. and that's exactly what happened. I go up on stage. I'm a hundred percent. Like I go up and everyone's expecting the shittiest thing ever. I say a joke and the entire room fucking dies. Do you still remember the joke or it's gone again? Uh, come to a show. <laughs> I love that sale pitch. That's yeah. brilliant. That's <laughs> brilliant. Show. But I'll definitely come. But if 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 uh, I'll, I'll warn you right now, I will walk out if if there's no crickets. <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't bomb, I'm not interested. <laughs> <It's> like- <laughs> I don't want to. I'm not coming for that. There will be bomb, of course, but we'll we'll get into that because part. you'll you'll hear like what the whole silence. You'll just you know like from the Simpsons, haha. The um, do you know the Simpsons, the show? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the kid where when something happens and he goes, haha. Yeah, okay. Uh, what is his name? Ralph? No, that's yeah, Ralph. That, yeah, Ralph yeah. is a dumb one. He's one of the bullies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that exactly that's how I see myself, just in a corner. <laughs> Having coffee, <laughs> and <then the> silence, <laughs> and just says, "Ah, <laughs> that's the way." You I do see. know, you do know that, like, if that happens, so this is. I'll why be asked to leave. I know. Is, no, no. Here's, of course, if you start to heckle the person, I'm not gonna heckle. I'm yeah, just yeah, gonna, you're go, gonna go, ha ha. Now here's the thing. Here's a good, the difference between other comedians outside. Sure. We will go up on stage. Like the experienced comedians will go up and roast you. That, they, can, they can roast me all yeah, they. Yeah. They can roast me all they want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but it just shows you how intermittent we are. Great, I, I great. I don't know if that's that's positive thing or negative thing. That's its own thing. Mm. But I, I, I just I, for me, I, 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 I don't want like no one cares about a plane a plane landing. People want to see the pl- the plane crash. Okay, <laughs> that's so you, what, that's what they want to see on the news. Exactly yeah. right. I mean, when Evil Knievel does his jumps, nobody's sitting there going, "Whoo, let's see him make it." Uh, <laughs> They're sitting there, let's uh, see something happen. Uh, uh, <laughs> people watch car car not, yes, races there is, for the crashes. Here's the thing: there are people like that, sure. and, it, and it just makes this toxic environment. What? What for going somewhere? That no, no, no. Some people will literally go, and they're literally gonna go to just see the bomb. Okay. They're just gonna see that disaster happen. Yeah. It's so like the it's like the Heidenberg. Hundred. No, no, no. Yeah. But some of them will literally go like watch that, see that bad happen, and then go out and talk shit. That's where it becomes talk. That's oh where no, no, no! I'm not interested in that. I don't, oh, hundred percent. I don't. You want to see those fuck ups? You want to see those mess ups? You want to no, see? I I just I just love that like. It's it's a Schadenfreude, I think. I don't know what it is, but just but just seeing like that, like you had that look today when you made that joke about that ten year abortion thing. Yeah. That like quietness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you were expecting the laugh. Nothing came. Yeah, and you and you were like, yeah, yeah. And I just remember that's the thing that made me laugh was that expression. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, one hundred percent. No, no, those it. happen. Those mm-hmm. still happen. But for me, that moment was like this. That's when the tide changed because after me okay. were four better comedians by like tenfold. Okay. And there was like boom, 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 boom. Okay. And what happened is we did another show and it was also boom, 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 boom. And it caused this compounding effect 
Okay. Like, and then it was like another show that was also great. And then we had a show, which happens to everyone, inevitably, a bad show. A show that was, went on for a little too long. It was very messy. And by the way, keep in mind, when we came back, we weren't charging a dime. Uh, other than like the minimum order or something like that. Uh, so they... Two coffees. <laughs> Sorry. Not, like, not a two drink minimum. <laughs> it's a like two coffee minimum. <laughs> I like that idea. It's it's eight o'clock in the evening. What are you talking about? The two coffee minimum to watch the show. Well, yeah. you know, I love that. Yeah. So they finally go up. Sorry. So um, we had a bad night. Mm. But people understood that these are not professionals. And I think that was the major shift that happened. And now one, if it's a good, like if the comedian is good, they're going to go. That's amazing. But at the same time, these are people who are still working on their craft as well. And I think the, the audience became way more lenient when money got out of the picture, I guess. Okay. But also generally we were getting better and we were, there were the moments, the highs were very high are, are still very high. If you don't mind me asking, mm. you've got a program, you've got a, you got programming experience, 100%. right? And I don't know what the rest of the crew brings, what other stuff they can do, blah, 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 whatever. Why aren't you writing a very simple Swift app that promotes your comedy as a channel, mm. right? Maybe keep some of your best highlights, maybe allow bookings to occur through the app yeah. or, or, or just send notifications of saying like, Hey, you know what? Mm. We're performing X thing. And you're going to those venues. You can print barcodes. Mm. Right, that you can just put on the table. So why build it if it already exists, right? That's the kind of situation that's going on. Does it? Oh yeah, hundred percent. There's so many different platforms that that offer this already. Developing an application and developing the adjustment, you're actually running through the maintenance costs. You're running through the development co cost of all of that. I mean, the only way that it can actually become extremely profitable if I was offering that for other venues as well. And then it just becomes another uh, platform that already exists in the market, like uh, by tenfold. No, no, no. We're we're different. We're having different discussions right here. My argument case is that if you d d you write this app, mm. right, your internal cost is just the server maintenance running, which is pennies to the dollar, mm -hmm. and and your time r coding it, right? Mm. Again, that's your own time yeah. that you're you're putting into it. I'm not saying to, to, to use it as, as a business opportunity for bookings and whatever else. I'm saying you could leverage that. You can leverage that audience, mm. right? You're coming to the show. You can make oh. them create accounts. You can, yeah. you, can, you can then be able to promote them more easily. Yeah. So here, where is, okay, 100%. I know what you're saying. But at the same time, we have uh, that what you're saying. It can be substituted through an Instagram account. Doing of course. A, doing a program regardless is not easy. Sure. An application is not easy. And what happens if you run through a bug? It's a whole thing. Sure. Okay. But what I personally have is an Instagram. And I think the biggest money thing that I have and the biggest leverage point that I can honestly l use in any way, shape, or form is the database I have. Sure. Which is the, the people who have registered. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Of course, we're bringing value by saying, hey, this event is happening and we do like invite only kind of events. If you're in the database, we kind of uh, notify you about it. Otherwise, you'll never hear about hear about it. That's one of the avenues that to, to promote and bring value to that specific person. But a lot of people feel like, oh, no, but you're spamming and whatever. 
I personally believe that there's leverage in having that those numbers, those contacts that you can have come to those those shows. As previously, it would just be, oh, come to the next show, please. I like, agree. That, yeah, I agree. But the reason I'm bringing this topic up, this is why I'm de- I'm hounding you and I'm I'm pushing mm-hmm. you on this. Right now, we're we're in the midst of moving our production away from YouTube mm-hmm. and more and more into our own localized website. Okay. And we're doing that because sooner or later, YouTube is is gonna twist the funnel. Yeah. Right. And it might be something you said. It might be not what you said. And the same is gonna happen potentially, potentially to Instagram account. One yeah. moment Instagram can wake up and say, hey, you know what? This doesn't work or, or whatever. Mm. And suddenly either you're shadow banned or you're not growing anymore or worst of all, your account is then lost. I see. Th- that's, that's my main reason. Okay, why so there I wouldn't create an app. Okay. What I would do is I would create a website because an app is there. There's such a thing as um, like when you download, like I don't remember the exact term, but you download the app and then you forget it. Sure. A website works perfectly in this regard. Sure. Because it's easy access. You don't need to download anything. You don't need to store it on your on your device. You just simply access that link and you'll be able to see, sure, see the details. Sure, sure. But it, it, when you're talking about building a community, mm. having an, a, a, a app that's somewhere a mixture between an event thing and a Reddit thing. Mm. That is, is, is where the key would be like that, like, like that you manage your, your comedy events and then people could create accounts to then comment on that event, Mm -hmm. right? You're, you're creating more usable content and it would be even better if you can somehow encourage users to somehow contribute to the app, whether it be content or whatever else. I see. And, and, and you'd be leveraging. And first of all, VCs would be a lot more interested in investing in something like that than in a purely comedy show. 100%. You, you can leverage your comedy show as content for that that brand, that business, mm, right? I see what you're saying. And yeah, you, yeah. It, it, the app itself, cost is nigh zero, upkeep nigh zero, running. No, uh, no, it's not, it's not. There are maintenance, there are maintenance costs. Yeah, but they're not, not massive. Not, not the server costs. I'm talking about like actually programming, fixing bugs, finding just my, building an app, re- Regardless, and I'm talking about someone who's in the front row, front line. Sure, is an entire endeavor of building. Sure, actually developing and growing and seeing that through. Sure. So it's it's a commitment. Yeah, I don't 100%. disagree. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't disagree. I'm not. I'm. 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 I'm the the cost is the time. Hundred percent. Yeah. Mm. Right. Mm. And if you had another person who's also a programmer that you two can sit together and 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 code along each other, mm. then you, half the time would be spent on it. Mm. And. and you will be able to, to, to then leverage that aspect to then book more gigs, make more money, do whatever. Mm. Imagine if you could, if you can get that app and running and saying, Hey, you know what? People have this app. Uh, they pay a yearly subscription of let's say five BD and therefore they get a discount of let's say 20% on whatever venue that you go with the comedian. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? You, you're, you're looking at me like I'm talking out of my ass. No, 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 no. I was just, I'm not, it's, I'm not selling a pitch here. It's not, uh, my, <laughs> I'm making no money not, on this business. It's not, it's not, but it is an idea and it is something to think of, think through. It's, you make very solid points and it's just a matter of me going like, okay. Can I be bothered to do it? No, it's not that. It's more like if I were to do it, 
what is the exact okay so i'm looking at it from a completely technical standpoint sure what am i going to do how am i going to do it and where am i going to do it? like what is the exact points that will inf influence someone to continue using the specific app um rather than deleting it or forgetting it and just muting notifications how is it going to be done where is it going to be like what is the exact technical things that they're required that's basically my realm that's how i basically think when it comes to that that aspect of course and planning out and thinking like that and thinking where it might go but yeah that's generally what is going through my mind at that in that moment okay um how good are you by the way in 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 video transcoding not at all <laughs> not at all right <laughs> not at all not at all not at all okay because that's that's the i don't even know what the term means <laughs> oh that's like 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 in video optimization or transcoding basically is just the concept of oh. keeping on your on the server the video file when somebody requests access to it in order to make sure that the content is optimized mm. not just for the device but also for the data level so that you're not then sitting and having to pay massive fees mm. because somebody is like downloading clips from you because that obviously every time a download occurs is a fee associated yeah, to, the, to yeah, that yeah. data especially if you use like a back end as a service i guess but yeah uh that i don't have experience in no, I, I, it's, mm. it, there's a really good company. His name is Rooster Teeth, um, mm. if you've I, heard I, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the old days, uh, when, when, when uh, Bernie Burns was still on the show, he would talk about it and talk about the interesting like, difficulties of running a, a comedy entertainment-centered business. Mm. Uh, one of the most interesting things he, he said was, we used to send it by DVD. Mm -hmm. Like the, the video file yeah. of, of the Red versus Blue. And uh, the DOD and the CIA got involved because suddenly they were sending these packages to these like weird ass addresses. Oh shit! Yeah, from this apartment. <laughs> so they had to go through a whole investigation process. Holy shit! Yeah, he talks about it on the show. He said he just had government agents just one day knocking at his door, <laughs> and they couldn't like we're pre-internet this right? Yeah, this was just in the nineties, right? Holy and, shit. and and so they, they they had like a big difficulties of trying to explain to them like no no people are paying <laughs> to watch this content. oh my god <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's it's super fascinating and they talked the moment they felt that they were successful was they had a, they had a server rack and they had a green light basically come come on every time someone accessed the website mm. and he said i knew we were successful when it, that light stopped blinking it was just green Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And he said, he said something ridiculous. Like, they're, they're, at one point, their, their fee was like 10K of internet fee. We're talking oh, back shit. in the day when, exactly. Because so many people were, 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 were using that content. Were using that content, but they were also uh, um, uh, uh, making a request on the server to download the full file in full resolution. Oh, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, so there was... I see. This is way back in the day. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. I'll try to find like the, 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 their podcast they talk about and send it to you. It's really, really interesting. Uh, please do. Please do. Honestly, like, it looks like like if that whole journey itself, just through that technology experience, is like a whole thing, Yanni. And I love stories like that because I, I kind of go, I went through something like that from what I'm ex mm. explaining. And it's just like, because it, I think last event, we just did was like a month like two weeks ago sorry it was the first time we ever fully booked mashallah uh, today literally just today 
we just fully booked. I'm getting tax going. Like I'd like to register. I'd like to register. I just like to. How how many people normally you sit in a in a venue when it's fully booked? Two hundred. So the last the last one we did mm-hmm. was 120 people. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. So this time we've capped it less. Sure. And we didn't advertise it. It was only invite only. When when you say that you mean it's 200 people. Hmm. Yeah, when you're saying that you mean this time it's 200 people. Uh, five thousand. Yes. yes. Five thousand. Five thousand. There we go. Thousand people. Yes. Thousand people. There we go. There Easy. we go. Easy. Done amphitheater. That's what we're doing. There here. we yeah, go. Yeah. Invite only. Then there we go. There <laughs> we go. There we go. Yeah. We'll we'll we'll, we'll get you into marketing eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Just lie. Exactly. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? These products really work? <laughs> It's like you think your iPhone is not listening to exactly. you. Exactly. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? It's like it's just you know, like you know, it's like who knows? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, overall, that I think that moment uh, was like holy shit for me. Do you use Google Calendar for that? What do you mean? Google Invite, whatever it's called. No, 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 no. What we did, what we did was, okay. So this is. Because the system is very new and we just, I'm still optimizing how we're going to be doing this. Okay. I'm worried. <laughs> I sent through WhatsApp directly. What? The, the invites. Why? The audiences. And <laughs> I'm still figuring it out. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't, Don't do, do that. that. Don't do that. B- because eventually your account is going to get blocked. Yeah. 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 Then what are you going to do? Wait, you don't think that f- that fucking Facebook with WhatsApp doesn't sit there and and targets accounts that sends weird like fucking links? I need to do something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, shit. I just thought that no, that's so I'm gonna be making a business account kind of thing. There we go. Yeah. Okay. And sending through that. Okay. So if that gets blocked, okay, it's not my personal phone number. There we go. And you can also maybe post it as a story reel, which you can do oh, no, on, that we do on that. WhatsApp. We do that. Oh yeah, we do that. And then, uh, and then, if I was you, I would make a Google invite list. Mm. You know that where where they put in the name, email address, phone mm. number, confirm yes or no. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah. No, no, no. That's no, no. People vouch for this. They don't. We don't just grab people's numbers and just send them out. No, no, no. We people register for this kind of thing. And then if if you have a little budget left, spend like 10, 15 BD, buy a bunch of like email addresses that are localized in Bahrain, high value email addresses, you mm. know, stuff, stuff that has like, like data going in and out of that email address. Mm-hmm. And then just like mailing list, basically. Yeah. yeah just yeah. send them over. Yeah, yeah, be like, yo, there's a comedy show going on, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. That's already part of the plan and everything. You need like a business that. guy. You need a business guy. Find yourself a business guy. And don't look at me like that because I ain't going to fucking do it. Go find a business guy who's, who's, who's going to do it. Because you looked at me like that, that look. And I was like, no fucking way. Find yourself somebody who, who, who studied business and okay, in, do that in kind this, of stuff. In this journey, mm-hmm. there were many financial gurus who tried don't, to sell. Don't, don't, Wait, don't. hold on, hold on. Who tried to so- sell me. Remember earlier what I said that that guy who tried to sell me and tell me, hey, you need to work on this and I'm going to support you. I'm going to help you. In that story, you're that same equivalent. Thank you. <laughs> Except that if I was you and I was trying to vet people, I would tell, mm. I would tell them you got to put some money in, in, into the project. Mm. Whatever what you go. What do you mean? So find yourself a fucking partner who's mm. interested in that business aspect. Tell them, listen, you want to come and you want to help? You want to do this? All right. Buy-in is a 500 BD, mm. whatever. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna you're gonna vet that right out. I understand. Yeah, yeah I get where you're you're coming from. 
But uh, yeah. yeah, no, 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 not even like. I'm only, I'm only slightly insulted being compared. <laughs> because I don't want to have anything to do with this. <laughs> Is this why? Because I told you I like laughing at bombs. <laughs> bombs? At people who are like bombing. In the sense oh, of like yeah. the comedy no, I'm thing. just, I'm just, I'm just trying. Like I'm just fucking around, dude. Okay. <laughs> to be honest, let's let's be 100 percent honest. Uh, I, it was like what? I think 1 a.m. when he te- te- texted me. I was just like on my phone and just like, okay. So he's like just telling me, hey, you want to do this? You want to do that? I don't know. I was like, so, uh, and I was right next to my uh, friend. I was like, so I'm either gonna have a really nice sit down, mm-hmm. okay? I'm or I'm gonna get killed Murdered. or raped. <laughs> right? Okay. The night is so young. Is that what you're telling me? No, and I'm, I'm just saying that I had a good conversation. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, I had an awesome, fun conversation. I, I'm I, happy that you liked it. Yeah, and I and I'm and I'm yet I'm I'm still count hoping to God I don't get raped. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe it. A comedian who's finally made a rape joke. How long has it been since the last one made one? What? What do you mean? That's like unholy trinity. They do them every week. No, they don't. New York, don't. like, okay, off the specials, they do them every week. No, I don't believe that for a second. I think they're too worried. Huh? I think they're too worried to make those kind of jokes now. No, I don't think so. Absolutely. I don't think so. I think people are just, are still, they're, comf- they're comfortable in their own way, but like, they're not necessarily. F- Comedians so aren't invited to universities anymore. They don't invite them. Yeah, of course they're not invited. They don't want to be invited to universities anymore. Like uh, that doesn't that's not grammatically correct, but okay. Like, they yeah. don't want to be invited to universities. No, they, like, no more. Com- yeah, comedians <laughs> don't want to go to universities anymore because it okay. becomes too sensitive. It becomes and not from the administration or from the from the, the students themselves. Well, that might be an aspect of business approach. Do you have you no, we tried some that. universities? It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Really? No, 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 no. So no. what? What did they never do? again? Never. What again. happened? What happened? Go on. No, no. Did, did they just like look at no, you confused? No, it's just that. It's just that. Like we did a show. Oh, so you, they did say yes, and they, they said yes, and um, it bombed. Miserably. The right, someone right. No, we were doing well. Okay, but I, I was, I was clean. Okay, I wasn't doing. I wasn't doing well. I was like oh, iffy. The rest of the guys were doing really well. Okay, when you mean clean, you mean language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was completely clean. Okay, <laughs> like language. men on drugs. Okay. No, 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 no. Like clean okay. language, uh, topics, and everything. And then, like, someone goes up and talks about their period. Uh, like, it's funny, but yeah. it's, like, in a university, and the university I go to. Yeah. And then there's another person who goes up, and then they start talking about, like, uh, other iffy shit. And, like, they're talking about, like, like um, Saudis going to Shashat al-Malal and everything like that. Okay. And then the, the coupe de gras. Okay. Someone goes up, and the CEO of the entire university is sitting right front and center. This is the university I go to. <laughs> okay. And he starts roasting the CEO, okay. going all out. And, and all he didn't f- get beaten up while he was walking no. out home? No. Here's what happened. So he go, he called, like, he's making fun of the fact that he's white. Okay. He's making fun of, like, everything. Everything that you would imagine. So um, we go off. And the CEO just goes, like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But then it's like... <laughs> One of the guys working for him is like, that's not correct. Okay. Don't do like this. Why are you doing like this? Okay. Not good. <laughs> I will not get my promotion. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you 
go apologize. Go apologize to that man. Do they apologize or do they not apologize? No, no, the guy, the guy left before we apologize. Like, oh, we didn't even... shit. Okay, so you're, <laughs> you're blacklisted. That's it. No, you're out. Oh, oh, yeah. So, so literally, I talked to someone else who was working. And I was like, and we said, hi. And she was like, she came over and like said hi. And one of the events that they had in the university. And she, and she was <laughs> the like, last person was yeah, fired, we by were the like, way. Everything was fine. Everything was fine. But we're never having you guys ever. <laughs> it was, it was like, it was so. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna get expelled. <laughs> oh, okay, so. you were. The, you're, I mean, it wasn't that bad. I'm sure the comedy, like. And so okay, so the, the university didn't pay us. Sure. The that's university good. didn't pay us. The universities here don't pay. Yeah. I'd they do. get sponsors that pay. Yeah. And the sponsors were the ones who brought us. Okay. And the sponsors had an amazing time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where, what, did you still have a good relationship with those sponsors then? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were making fun of their CEO. <laughs> no, no. Uh, you know what the, the, that CEO said? And it was like, good on you guys. Oh, right. <laughs> Where is he from? England? No, Bahraini. Bahraini. No, the guy who got not offended, but the guy he was being roasted was Canadian. Okay. That so makes the guy sense. that wasn't being roasted was Bahraini. Yeah. And he was like, you guys, that was really fun. <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to talk to me about your show? How how the how are you gonna do in the future? Any other plans? Um, how much more has to happen before you go and like you know what? I can be a better programmer. I can be a better comedian in Dubai or Saudi Arabia. <laughs> so for me, that fake laugh. Go on. Yeah, I'm not giving up yet on Bahrain. That's the thing I I need to be put very bluntly. That. That's going to be a reel, by the way. That's oh, a perfect 100%. reel. Oh, go that ahead. That is a perfect reel. Go just ahead. that vacant eye look, you know, and, and just like... What do you mean? It was like, an, you look like a man searching for water in the desert. That's how that looked. Exactly. You're, you were up there. You were praying really hard at that second. I'm not giving up on Bahrain. <laughs> like, what, what has to happen? Like what has to happen for you to be like, listen, I'm, 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 you're 26. Yeah. So let's say it's you're 28 now, mm. right? How much, how much more do you have to be stuck in the same circle of events to you to be like, hey, you know what? Right now, there's promise. Right now, we're on a high. Of course, there's gonna be a low, but if that low stays low, and never goes back up, and like this is my Hail Mary right now, but it'll have to take a lot for me to go like, that's it. We can book a flight ticket like now. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the thing is, I want to, I want to see where it goes. I want to uh -huh. see what happens. I want to see this through because to what you're dead. You mean? No, two years. <laughs> but here's, here's my counter argument, my counter narrative, right? Yeah. And I think this is what's going to really fuck you. I think in Saudi Arabia or, or, or UAE, there are comedians right now. Yeah. Bigger population, more people coming, watching the shows, having more opportunities. Yep. They're growing faster than you are. Full stop. 100%. When they're going to come to Bahrain to do a show, mm -hmm. at best, at best, without any offense, I think you would be lucky to be the opening to oh, the event. Yeah. And that's what, what I'm saying. Why are you putting yourself through that? If you know that you have, you could have better opportunities, meet more funnier people, hang out with people who are in the same like mentality mm -hmm. with you, in those places, have more opportunities, then come back 
and bring those opportunities and, and show up and do shows or whatever. But you saying to me, hey, you know what? I don't want to go there because I feel like there's something here. There's treasure. There's gold. And I just need to keep digging. Mm. Right? That gold ain't going to belong to you. I, I, I can already see that. Because you're going to stay yeah. there and you're going to be, you're, you're going to stand on the crowd and be like, I knew from the beginning that Bahrain had like blah, 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 a chance of being a comedian center, what, whatever. The guy who's going to come from Dubai or Saudi Arabia, who is also Bahraini, he said, hey, you know what? I made it big. I came back home. Look how much of a star I am. You're going to get egg on your face on that point. That's the way I see it. And it, mm. it doesn't matter on, on whatever else like, like people say, your friends or colleagues or something like that, because you're all sitting in this tight-knit group. And I, I, I genuinely feel that you have potential. You have talent in this. It's, it's just not being utilized because you don't have opportunity. I see. I think... That's just no, 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 that's no, just no, my no, two no, piece no, sense. No. no, that's a like that's a good argument because I, I that's well, that's a hundred percent good argument and it and it's true and it's it's like it is painfully true. I, I don't mean to. I, I, this is not a personal attack. On no, you, no, by no. The way. I'm not saying Habibi. anything. Habibi. <laughs> it makes sense and it's the painful reality of the whole thing. And yeah, if you go out and you perform and you grow and everything but here's what i also wanted to say mm. is i i've have those connections from outside i i go outside mm. it's not like i'm i'm locked in in this community sure 100 percent. i go outside of bahrain to perform i have connections in in kuwait saudi arabia dubai whatever yeah, yeah yeah and all those different places and i go out and perform and i and make myself known in that in that regard so I'm not completely stuck here. What I want to do is get those connections and make Bahrain lively through that. And it helps. And that underground scene helps in that way. Yet, yes, I know, I know what you're thinking in that it's just chasing a dream. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that at all. I think you have potential. All I'm saying is that... Is it's that, wasted? No, I'm not saying that either. I'm not your parents and I'm not your family. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I, mm. I just think that instead of sw swimming upstream, you should be swimming downstream. This mm. is what I'm trying to say. I don't think that, I think that you can, you can come to me and say, hey, you know what? There's a whole scene. There's a whole underground thing. There's comedy here. There's treasure. There's gold. There's funny people here. Totally agree. Mm. Not, not, not anything, anything I'm saying against that. All I'm saying is that if you take the opportunity, you take the chance on yourself and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to try going to Riyadh or Dubai for one year. Right? I'm going to mm. find a programming job so I can pay my bills and I'm going to go and do comedy. I'm going to do stand-up. Yeah. I'm going to do whatever. And I'm going to build those connections. I'm going to build that networking. Yeah. And then I'm going to bring it back into Bahrain. I mean, you, if, if you were in the mazar on the farm and your soil isn't growing anything, what mm. would you do? You'd get the soil from somewhere else, plant it. I see. That's, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. This is like... Like, this is good information. This is I mean, be it, be it and take it as you want. I just think that you're not giving yourself the opportunity for it. That's all. Mm. And I just think you're just giving yourself a disservice. And I think you're, 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 you're so desperate for seeing it to achieve here that you're just not giving yourself the opportunity to grow and bring those resources back. I see. You know, the, all, these, all these Filipino people who come work here are working here because they can send their money then back to Philippines. 
They're not sitting there in Philippine and trying to find a job. I see. <laughs> no, it's, 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 sorry, I think I brought down the mood. <laughs> no, it's, it's not that. It's not that. What you're saying is valid. And what I'm, what I'm trying, and that is actually a plan. That is a strategy that I'm thinking of. Okay, and it's something that I honestly am striving towards. Okay, the thick-headed part is going to come out now, huh? I feel. The thick-headed part no. is going to come out, I feel. No, 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 it's not that. It's 100% not that. But it's not, even, it's not even but. It's like what I'm, what I'm hoping for is that I'm, I'm wrong in my own perception because I'm, my experience right now with Bahrain and I think a lot of people are also doing it as a testing ground to take it outside. Like multiple companies have done this before. Mm. They've used it as a testing ground and then they throw it out into the actual market. What I what I'm doing is I'm learning experience. If it grows and it act and my name grows with it, hallelujah. Okay. 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 But if I don't, I'm still working out on in on stage. I'm still gaining that experience. I'm still able to to work through things. Remember with that, uh, like that venture capitalist thing that you're saying. If you make a mistake, you've still gone through it and you've learned and you've created those connections. I'm already on that run, that route. Yeah, but you're not gonna find more VCs who are willing to give you money. That's the problem. <laughs> this is not America. Yeah, but I'm not. I, yeah. Uh, mm. Listen, this. Listen, I, I, I you. you, you you can, you can you can be locked into this mentality and you can spend two years here you can spend five years you can spend ten years you can do whatever you want but if if you're saying to me and, and right now you're practicing what comedy once a month right no how often are you doing a show these days uh, uh every two weeks or every week sure okay yeah so so in in theory if you go to a club somewhere in dubai or saudi arabia you have the potentiality of doing it three times a week maybe even more no. depending on your own time in dubai yes but not in saudi arabia Fine, then go to Dubai. That gives you three times the experience, mm. right? If you're doing a show every week instead of doing it every three weeks, right? Mm -hmm. You'll be three times better in the span of one year. For sure. Uh, again, it, it, it's, 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 it's hard to, to, because you're not the first person who owns a business or does an enterprise who I haven't said the same thing to. And mm. they're all, for whatever capacity, all believe in community, which is beautiful. Mm. All of them have this weird mentality of, of being very dug in mm. and unwilling to, 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 to go and explore or, or try. Um, even Sergio, by the way, he, he almost started a, sh a shop in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And then f he just didn't want it. Yeah. Right? Because he mm. couldn't have control. He couldn't do this. He couldn't do that. Yeah. And, and, and so I'm just, it's just sad to see. That's all it is. It's yeah. to see good resources. It's starting to see good people who are just. Mm. Even by the way, I own a textiles company. I wouldn't be making money in Bahrain if I would if I would just be selling to Bahrain. Yeah. Fact. Fair. No, no, and, no. And if it, and I can tell you right now, if there was no Wasla involved, my company wouldn't even be up and running. It would be making a loss. Mm. And that's Bahrain. And I'm happy to keep that part in. Because <laughs> that's reality. It is, it is the reality. Like, and I don't, I don't think anyone can. Sorry, I think I brought down the whole mood. No, it's not that. It's not. So I'll, that. I'll change it up. I'll bring in more light. <laughs> it's not that. It's 100% not that. It's 
more of it. I can one hundred percent agree. One, two, like there, there's no, there's no denying it. There's like a hundred, and it, and it, and it hurts. It's like it shouldn't a, hurt. Why should it no, hurt? It it hurts because one is like my heart is here, of course. But if if it's a one sided relationship, what's point? What's the point? You see what what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. So overall, my yeah, I mean, that's why it hurts. But like overall, there's no denying what you're saying, and it's the sad reality and it's the sad, sad truth to seeing in that for me to accomplish my dreams or being able to wanting to grow in that uh, in that scenario I have to either go out or I have to personally yeah I mean or I have to basically sacrifice where I believe is where I believe is home to go and uh, grow elsewhere and yeah you're right if I go out and I practice and I work out and I become that outside and come back it's a better he- bet for me than generally going uh generally just staying just here, here and it making it home gro- grown and home roots but but my 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 question then to you is that bahrain isn't going to disappear oh 100 right and so if you giving yourself the opportunity to explore and grow as an individual mm. especially still being 26 yeah. that should be something you should consider on doing because you're still young you can still experiment you can go to everywhere you don't have to go to just the oh, gulf yeah. countries so so it's a shame to, to oh one of my hopes is to go to new york uh, do a run for like two weeks and come back that's so, one of the things i'm t- aiming to do but again right i mean if if your if your dream is to do one of those things a new yorker isn't gonna it doesn't even know bahrain as as a country oh, let's yeah, be yeah. let's be fair right yeah, yeah, yeah. so so i don't think most of them will even be able to point out Saudi arabia on a map yeah right so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm like, I would go on my own accord and just go do open mics or something like that for like a week or two. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, like, and what's stopping you? Oh, what's stopping me? You just have to save a bit no, of money no, no. for a flight ticket, don't you? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm doing. No, I'm, I'm, nothing's stopping me. That's the thing. I'm saying I'm planning that out and just, I just need to finish off a couple of things here and then I'm going there for two weeks and come back. You're very different than, than, than I'm only throwing you advice as, as because my favorite, well, not my favorite, my favorite comedian is Don Rickles. My, one of my favorite comedians is Joey Diaz and as he would famously say, ain't no business ho- holding for tomorrow. You want to do something, go out and fucking do it. Yeah. He's always been that kind of a, a guy and we're talking about a guy who, who with nothing like cash wise would go to a different city and just make it Work. You just figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and, and with no hotel tickets, uh, nothing. No uh, food no, in dude. the belly, and he just show up. <laughs> nah, dude. I feel like, like that's a wild shit. I know. No, I've no, I've done that. Oh, I've you've literally, done that. I've slept in a friend's hotel room, literally on his cat on the couch and available in the hotel room. Okay, that's I not thought, really struggle though. <laughs> no, but like, no, but I, of course, not like that. Yeah. <laughs> But you get what I'm saying. Like, I've gone... He, even Dad rolled his eyes right there when he said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you get what I'm trying to get at is... And I've gone... You struggled that. hard, yeah. Stay <laughs> in my friend's hotel room. <laughs> you, 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 like, aren't you, are you... You'll only be happy if I slept on the streets, yeah? <laughs> exactly. You gotta well, believe for that what's dream. With business types. What's with you business like, like, no, man, you got to hustle and you got to sleep on the floor and you got to grow. You have to bootstrap it. You have to bootstrap it. You have to have a homeless guy to pee on you to be successful. Exactly. (laughs) See, you're writing your own bit now. (laughs) 
<laughs> you can you can make that into a whole show. Yeah, that could be that could be like a whole five minute set and then see where it goes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, what you're saying. <laughs> I like how you compared being pissed on a homeless guy as being sleeping in a hotel with a friend. <laughs> You're right, because there's no there's no in-between between those two things. <laughs> yeah, it's like, do you know how uncomfortable that couch was? <laughs> it's like, thug life, boy. Amazing, amazing. Mm-mm-mm. You should listen to some of the stories from Marco Pierre White, if you know who he is. Yeah. He has he has some of the craziest like life stories I've ever heard. Like yeah. being 14 and his dad taking him down to like the nearest hotel yeah. and knocking the door and just being like, my son has just turned 14. Uh, he, he needs, needs a job. Work, yeah. I, I know about that. Amazing. It's, yeah. it's so crazy. Or, or him just like hanging around in London for, for 24 hours, just sitting somewhere in the cold in order to apply for a job at that yeah. place. When I hear that kind of shit, it gives me goosebumps. I'm like, yeah. fuck hell. But why did I always curse with money? <laughs> I don't think it's, I don't think it's it's that. I think it's mm. it's just that drive that is just so amazing. And it's it's mm. it's something I've noticed a lot with with people aren't just bored. I get what you mean. Like how many comedy friends do you know who who did comedy for a bit and then you're like, "Eh, you know, just gave up oh, on it." Oh, well, you know what I mean? Th- there are a lot of people that come and go. That's exactly No, it. but the people that do stay, they're fucking insane. They're like next level. And I think they get pissed by homeless people. You mean? Nah, <laughs> they're they're bleeding for their craft, are they? I, I guess. I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> to bring your business to yeah. ruin, they're giving one hundred and ten percent, are they? Yeah. They're bleeding that dream. <laughs> no, no, no. But like, my point is, in that there's a lot of people that that I personally seen that come and go. That's one hundred percent the case. But I like I know a lot of people who've been doing it for that long run. And the people that do stay, they actually end up being really good. Like I've seen like insanely like um, next level in my, in my opinion. Like there's, a, there's this one guy who's called Miguel Lopez. Phenomenally good. Phenomenally good. Okay. First time doing com- comedy was in an open mic with us. And uh, yeah, he's, but to be on, but, and to see him like, grow as a comedian himself was like inspirational in a way like just to see like holy shit this guy is next next level like and he's too good for Bahrain and to that to that extent and you don't feel like you're you're and you don't feel any the stories rings true for you as well you don't think the bell rings rings for thee uh there's that confidence that there's a level of confidence where you generally tend to look at yourself and go like Am I really that great? Am I really that good? And it's that's like already a problem. Your health and yourself as like your harshest critic kind of thing. Yeah, but that's already a problem. If you're sitting there and thinking to yourself, "Oh, am I really that great?" That's <laughs> that's that's a problem. That's that's. Uh, M- Marcus Aurelius had a man whose full-time job was to walk behind him and whisper in his ear, "Yes, you're but a man." Oh wow! <laughs> and he was the emperor of Rome. There you go. Yeah, there you go. But I think I think overall. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay. Like, I'm okay as a comedian. I like, and I work, and I'm getting better. And I just got recently. I think a you're lot funny. Yeah, thank you, thank you so much. You made me laugh, especially that part with the five BD thing. That is a fantastic story. That is that is truth. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it I hurts. Just, I just said truth. And <laughs> I know. I, I, every time I bring it up, I can see your heartstrings being pulled. <laughs> it makes me just laugh even more. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Lovable bastard. That's what I like to think of myself. <laughs> PR is amazing. There you go, right? Yeah. Uh, no, but overall, uh, I think, I think you make a lot of good points. No, no, but like you make a lot of valid points and that's just unsolicited advice yeah that's, that's all it is and a lot of the stuff that i see is some is the stuff that i need to that i say to myself mm. by the way no that's a lot of it where i think to myself you know what i have other projects that i could be doing in saudi there are other projects that i could be doing in dubai um, why am i wasting my time here why am i doing this why am i doing that so why 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 would you do that? well mostly because of family conflicts stuff mm. like that like now they want to be in behind but you no, 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 no. It's because I, so I, I took over the, 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 the factory from my mom. Mm. She had some health conditions. At the time, I was working as a consultant. And um, she contacted me saying, I s- I've said this story so many times now. But yeah, she contacted me saying, like, uh, she had some health conditions. And I said, give it, let my brother run it. I don't give a shit. Uh, she said, no, I want you to take over it. And I said, I don't care. I'll just come and I'll close it. And, okay. and she said, I, you know, I... She said, I've never failed in anything in life, and I don't want to start now. Fuck and that guilt trip then yeah, I get what you mean. got me here. And then for the past six months, past six months, sorry, six months into it, I, uh, I was just watching the factory, just looking, nothing, you know, just, just not getting my hands involved, just making sure yeah. I understand what's going on. And the deal was with my mom, I'll take it over, but on the condition that you retire. Mm. You can't come. You can't even come for a holiday. I'll come here, but you're, you're out. Yeah. Right? Because I knew that she'll try to, like... Yeah, weasel in. Yeah, yeah exactly. And so uh, I asked her about the accounts, and um, I looked through the accounts, and I was like, this doesn't make sense. This is very inconcise. How is the company breaking even, like, on the dot breaking even? Mm. And I was like, this doesn't, like, financially make a lot of sense. And then I, I finally, I, I asked her, like, hey, you know what? Can you... Who's doing the accounts? And she was like saying X person, um, and that X person was friends with the purchaser, who was also mm. the male m- main seller. Mm. So I was like, oh god! So all the books basically for when she was operating were completely cooked. Oh shit! Yeah, and then uh, it's a long story, but the long and short of it is that she was she. St- I think she lost about like not lost, but stolen from, uh, because the business was breaking evening every 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 month. Um, 85,000 BD over three years. Oh, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. From, like, double invoicing. Oh, shit. uh, Contracts that were going out with, with like, purchasers. So she would give, she would give, like, two two contracts. Or she would give, like, company A, which was my mom. Yeah. And give, like, the bare minimum for for the order Mm. to be break even to the material. Oh, shit. Okay. Right? So she would buy, like, material for X price. Yeah. And then whatever the order, le- let's say it's 500 units, right? Whatever the break-even price was yeah. for that material, she would put as order A. Okay. And then she would submit an order B mm. under her company name. Okay. So she was using the factory to produce clothing to then sell to our, to our customers. <laughs> oh, okay. So, you look yeah. confused. Yeah, yeah, a little confused, but yeah. Basically, things were fucked. Things were so incredibly fucked. Holy shit. I had people following me. I had all kinds of like weird stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 shit. yeah, yeah. But, but whoever, t- whoever tells you, I'm happy to say this on the cam, whoever tells you uh, that, there, that there is no mafia here is full of shit. Is Holy full shit. of shit. Is full of shit. Oh, wow. 
Forget Wasta. There, there, there is a whole other world here. <laughs> okay. Especially if you go to like Baba Bahrain and stuff like that, you'll oh, see wow. like a whole other world. You'll see a whole other world. Oh wow. Yeah, oh, you, wow. you. No one knows they have been. They haven't been born yet. Oh <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, I've had some crazy shit. I've had I've had people calling me, uh, threatening me. I've had people calling me like 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 I would say like listen I'm 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 gonna get rid of her if I fired her and stuff like that I had people calling me saying like if you fire her you know there's gonna be repercussions and stuff like that oh, I've wow. had all kinds of stuff um, I had a guy calling me saying listen I need you to do an order uh, you, the X person used to do it f for me and now I'm doing it through you and I was like what do you want he was like fireproof material for about 600 or 700 units and I was like okay what kind of material do you guys need you know different Obviously, different fires and different situations need different material. So, for example, what Alba would need for aluminium is very different than what a fireman would need yeah. for fabric, right? And I was trying to explain it to him, and he's like, I don't care, I don't care. I just want your signature. And I was like, what are you talking about? Just get me the cheapest fabric and just sign that it's fireproof. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, couldn't have, I couldn't hang up the phone call quick enough. <laughs> That kind of shit was happening on a, on a nigh daily basis. Holy shit. Of like all that weird stuff. So I'm telling you, I've. <laughs> oh, wow. We can do a whole show on that. <laughs> yeah. On that crazy shit. Yeah. Anything you want to talk about? Anything you want to say? Um, Your show is tomorrow, but this yeah. episode isn't going to come out for two weeks. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's fine. We're going to be doing it every two weeks. Uh, you Kings. Uh, sure. So that's one. And the second of all is if you want to do stand-up comedy in any way, shape, or form, you want to give it a, give it a shot, you want to basically join the society, uh, feel free to contact us at standupsociety.ph. Uh, my account is abuj, uh, 